This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. with me. I'm Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just here commanding more respect than Seth Rollins. He really doing this. What's up with you, man? He really doing this. This man got jumped by a person <laughs> that was getting scammed, that was getting catfished to believe that uh, Seth Rollins was doing a business deal. And he, this man posted to the public that it was a business deal going wrong. And you want to say that, like, he command more respect than Seth Rollins? I, you command, look, man, I ain't never been in no situation where someone, like, used me to scam somebody. My, my, <laughs> Name, image, likeness. That means name. He got hit with the name, image, likeness. So yeah, man, I, I don't having trouble on the internet one way or another. That that is true. He is he is fond of uh, controversy amongst the internet, amongst the interwebs. Um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. But uh, first, let's get to SummerSlam. Let's get all this WWE out the way. And I do mean out the way, as if like I really don't what know what to weekend. do with WWE. <laughs> What a um, bad weekend for Thursday. Them. First things first, let's, let's just do it in a chronological order. Thursday, they uh, fire eight wrestlers um, two weeks after they fired 18 wrestlers. I believe the total number of wrestlers they have, of on-screen talent they have fired in 2021 is uh, just it's short of 80. It's, like 79, it's 79, I think. I think it's 79. Um this all under this all under the guise of every quarter they have uh they have made lots of profit. I believe the last two weeks ago when they did their investor call, they said this was their most profitable quarter in the history of the company. Um eight in, in the eight figure range. So um and they and they fired more people. Uh names off the top of my head that come to mind out of the eight, um you have all three remaining members of Hit well, they're not remaining anymore, but Hit Row. You have John Morrison. You have Tegan Knox, you have Shane Thorne, um, you also have uh, uh, what's his name? You have a Drake Jackson Maverick, Riker. and also Jackson Riker. Um, three, the three, the three that stay out to me is the top, is is the hit roll act in Tegan and um, and John Morrison. But I mean, Rich, you 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 have a relationship with Swerve. Um, I don't know what you what you feel is right to say or whatever else, but as a person does not know Swerve. Um, I, I, this is like, what the fuck are they doing? 
NXT uh, this year, they were the ascension of the creation and the formation and the ascension of uh, Hit Row was like the only thing that NXT had done with any type of crossover appeal in, t- in 2021. And for that act to be so hot that people looking around at the time when they were going to the tap, you know, Vince and Pritchard or whatever else were going around to the PC and looking at people and wanting to call them up, then they'll immediately call them up, draft them, showcase them next next to um, Xavier and Kofi in a, in a bit of a fitting sense of this is the next faction on deck. Then... They signed new contracts a week later after they signed new contracts. They fired BFAB, and then two weeks later, they fired all three of them. I, I don't <clears> know <throat> what the fuck this company or promotion. It ain't pro wrestling what they're doing. It's not. Um, Swerve's one of the best wrestlers in the world in the ring. We already know that. I'm not going to go into details on or uh, going to delve into specifics on that. Y'all, y'all can pull up his NXT stuff. Is there? Y'all can pull up his indie stuff. You pull up his. Lucha Underground stuff is all there. The thing that people said could hold him back was his personality in his promo, and then he does this thing that is one of the best pro, one of the best like, um, let's say a depot. It's a depot. It's an outlet for promos between and bars and and all that kind of stuff for from in rhyme or or in. Uh, normal tones to talk about the talk and everyone I don't I don't there's nobody that I respect that I had a that had an opinion on on hit roll swerve after this new day thing happened this year where they said like it was bad everyone fucking loved it that I that I most people loved it the ones that didn't like it I, I mean uh, look bro you should be in jail for, for what you did on the 6th of January so I don't know what to tell you but um look man um this made no sense to me. Like there were always report, there were reports a while, a couple weeks ago that the person they wanted to push was Top Dollar. Whatever, Top Dollar can promo. He's green as all hell. But we've seen projects develop on the main roster that should have been the NXT instead. From Braun Strowman to people like Nia Jax, who got an inch better even while being on the main roster. There's been plenty of them. So I'm not. So that's not a, that's not a big deal. But to go from the word being that they got itinerary for the weekend for some adversaries weekend, then got pulled off, then got called about getting that itinerary put back on. Then got called a fourth time saying, nah, never mind, get your shit, you're out of here. I don't know what the fuck this company is doing um, on that on the from the business side of the company as far as who they're, who they're keeping in place and implementing or whatever else in creative. That's too far gone. You look at Sunday and how uninspiring that was. You, that's another indicator of how far gone this thing is. And they better be, um, like, just praying and wishing upon their their sheer luck that they still have a Brock Lesnar, a Roman Reigns, a John Cena, a Becky Lynch, a Sasha Banks uh, that can still come in and do whatever for them whenever they can. Uh, and they also secure these TV deals because I don't know what I don't know what this company I don't know what is it what is it to look forward to if, like if you're being honest as WWE fan. I understand I just jumped from them firing um, a rookie uh, act on the main roster, but to go from seeing it on the the third brand, seeing how well it did, 
in spite of all the stuff that was around it as Vince's seizing uh, NXT from uh, Triple H to put the you know to put the O2 on top of the O1, or sorry the uh, the 2.0 on top of the the 1.0, um, and seeing how shitty uh, that show's been. I don't know how you have, they still have so much talent that they still have yet to fire, hopefully, um, and they still can't figure out how to make compelling television outside of, that they're actually um, doing on purpose. The most, it, it just amazes me how like all these things that keep happening that are find out to be like these peaks of interest in the company are always like either A, gigantic gaps in decision making, or B, something got hot because it was totally unintended. So, um, and that's yeah, been the man. case since 2018, since mid 2018. So now it's just like, yo, like if you're Roman, ba- if you're Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, like how much do y'all love to still do this? Cause if not, like they'd be in a world of fucking hurt. Yeah, man. Um, I think there's two different conversations yes. with, um, the hit row and then with swerve, like there's hit okay. row as, as an act. And then there's just like swerve, mm-hmm. like first, like I just felt bad for my friend. Like he, he wanted to be there. Like, and I can tell y'all that like he wanted to be in WWE. Uh, I never really asked him why, as far as like, you know, um, knowing the, the prospects of this company, but we we talked in and out, in and out about uh, his ascension and path to the top and what it would take and who we would need to work with when. And, uh, and this goes back to when he was struggling to get on NXT TV. Um, and it was like, it was just uh, seeing that release. I was just like, this is, this is stupid. Like, and, and it was just like beyond like, like, how do you not a, you don't see a star in swerve. I don't I don't get that for one. Um, then let's talk about the group, right? I, you put it you know eloquently like they um, they were something that everyone liked and <laughs> they were largely uh, hands off um, as far as like you know in NXT like they were doing all their own shit. They were getting to do ciphers on on television like um, from there that can tell you that it would be hard to transition to the main roster because are they going to understand? Are they going to understand these people? Are they going to know what to do with them? The answer was probably no. Um, the top dollar thing, obviously they saw him as the star and there's a lot of like, you know, uh, stories I'm privy to, um, to where I think it's, it's a situation where you never want to find yourself uh, in where it's like, Oh, Y'all told us this is how you want us to proceed. But when I do proceed like this, um, like y'all don't want that or whatever. Like, is like, it more of the, the gra- ones- is it more of the grab the brass ring? And then once you tr- once you go to seize that bitch, they look at you like you're crazy. Um, okay. You know, like I, I was I was privy to a line. It was like, hey, y'all said y'all were the ones you can either make friends or make money. This was y'all words. And then when, you know, you try to do this, like I, I and Top Dollar is a guy like that. It's weird. I, and I talked about it in our group chat where there are so many conflicting things about that come out about him and some of the stuff he does where it's where it's out of bounds, like that thing with Jinder Mahal and Shanky and who cares if they set it up. It just didn't come out right. Mm-hmm. Then I hear stuff about how he stands up for his friends and 
he's just a cool guy like for, for those that know him he's like an ultimate like hey you want that dude on your side and if he's not on your side then it might be you know a little mm-hmm. like um might be some tension but uh he's overall a good dude so um it, it was it was just tough to see and then thinking about swerve it's like damn like <clears throat> we know he's gonna be able to go anywhere um <clears throat> if I'm AEW, I'm beating his door down. Um, if I'm Defy, I'm trying to book him at least one time to get him in there and do some stuff. But um, yeah, this I didn't see this coming, and I, I probably should have. And I I wasn't inspired by seeing the Jinder Mahal program is what they had going on. There's massive mismanagement. Like looking at the the thing you said with the um, with the flight bookings and everything like that, and I'm sure there was like, and there was a uh, busted open interview where AJ Francis and uh, Shanti were on there, and uh, Top Doll was alluding to things that were said to him that you know he's got stories too. So um, I'm pretty sure someone did a racism over a headset, if I had to guess. Um, so <clears throat> it's. Uh, it doesn't inspire uh, really much faith. And I think this is another situation where WWE is hailed as this, um, or, you know, this last year, WWE has been hailed as this haven for for black wrestlers. It's not. <laughs> and this is another example of it. Um, Swerve had the NXT North American title for most of this year, defended it once. Um, they didn't really let him do anything with that. You look at that North American title lineage; looks mighty cursed. Shit! Right look now. at the NXT men's uh, title lineage. Uh, wait, wait, like three weeks. Wait three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, like I haven't really talked too much. Swerve about it. Just told him pretty much hold his head. Felt bad for him, and you know, I it, it's nothing that that we really need to say because. We know he's going to end up somewhere. There's going to be somebody that sees like what to do with him. And I just hope he's, um, you know, I hope he doesn't feel like he failed because like, like they failed him. He didn't fail. Like, and and that's the thing, right? Like you hear people in wrestling talk about how, how thin the margins is. And like, it's just a a lot of it comes down to just confidence. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, no, pardon, no pun intended. You know the Swerve's confidence line. I wasn't trying to do that, but um, like you would hear, like you would hear about like how insecure someone like Ric Flair would be, and how like he he needed a kind word from time to time to be able to realize like that he's the fucking nature boy, right? And there have been so many situations you've heard during these um, releases and firings where like people were told th- one thing and the opposite happened, and people didn't keep them their end of the bargain um, from WWE's end. Oh, and these they were shot a unit. Sick. Right. And like you just imagine like what that can do to someone's psyche and they're like I mean you can and they're like what they want to do or get out of this business and how that drastically changes because of like the whims of of I don't know what like one to increase profit by a million dollars or something I don't or you know, or, you know I, I don't know um, when they already have like three three separate billion dollar uh, deals going right now as we speak um yeah, it sucks. And like, Swerve's gonna be a f- gonna be fine to be talked about, but like, we don't know if we'll ever, we don't know if AJ France will ever wrestle again. We don't know if uh, for for certain if um, Ashanti will ever wrestle again, or if B Fat will ever do anything with wrestling again. We have no idea. And it's like 
they talk about how they want how they want to jump in on the ground floor on something new and how they're not wrestling, how they are sports entertainment and like then when they present to you something that is enter- entertaining as fuck that isn't wrestling like they claim they like toss that shit out the water uh, sh- toss that shit uh that bathroom out with the baby. It's like it's crazy. Um so <clears throat> That that's really my piece on the on the hit row thing. Like they were literally like the last thing that NXT had going for it, and then they got called up, and now they're now they're two point and it, and it fucking sucks. I, um, I, so. I don't understand how even if like even if you you really want to get rid of AJ right, and the other two are collateral damage, right? Like how do you not look and be like, hey, or have a conversation with like, hey, we know he can work. So can we do something with him? Like I, I don't get how that isn't the case. Well, as you but. said, like people have claimed that WWE is the Black U- Utopia, uh, when it really isn't. What probably happened was, well, how how what makes Swerve, even though we claim we've seen the stuff he does on NXT, how is he any different from Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, uh, Shelton Benjamin, any of these Kofi other Kingston. guys that we had? Or basically, well, Kofi's made them money, so they'll treat Kofi a little bit nicer. But my point is, like, what makes him any different from these other uh, these other black acts that we have that we have nothing for either? And we never will because we won't get off our ass to try to do something with these guys unless it's the sheer luck of Kofi kicks in and gets put in a gauntlet position. Yeah. Um, I I hope TK calls him. So um, we already know Big Swole is in AEW. I'm sure the the word has has gone out. I, like I said, I haven't really asked where who's ringing his line. Mm-hmm. I, I figure he'll tell me if he tells me. But um, I would not underestimate, um, you know, New Japan here. Um, he's very good friends with Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could easily see him sliding into the Empire or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think he's going to be awesome wherever he goes. And WWE's like, you know, it, it's it's hard to say WWE missed out on anyone because they're so fucking inflated, and you know, they're they going to make they can lose money. Roman and they'll still keep on trucking. They're fine, right? So, but it's just it's going to be one of them where it's like, bro, they lost a very creative guy who, yeah. who is very thoughtful about about this shit and think of how many creative very guys smart that- to the business, very connected, like. Yeah, politically, like just knows everybody from the top to the bottom, like, right. and it's just like I don't know how you don't want a guy like that in the locker room. He has to get his shit and go, right? Like I don't get it. Think of how many creative <laughs> types they have let go, right? Literally John, gave them content or, or on the go, network. Yeah, like let, right because he's on the pod. He, the, his pod. He'll have to start a new podcast, right? He'll have to start a new one. Yeah, um, swerve. So, like, think of the people that they have gotten rid of slash lost that are. These creative people that they claim they always look for. John Moxley, Alistair Black, Andrade El Idolo, Swerve now. They lost uh Danielson, Jericho. Like, it is this cascade of like these people that are super talented. All they say is they want all these ta- all this talent, all these ideas, and ultimately it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you want actors and actresses to go out there and perform. Your nonsense, and just be grateful that they're all even on screen. And like for a lot of people, and they'll be successful with it forever, forever they'll be successful with it because they have uh, they've been in the game national since what eighty three. Mm-hmm. 
So they they have that they have that foothold. <clears throat> um, but we we you know every every so often we hear about what a, that median age is, and we're just like, yo, sixty two years old for NXT two Okay, it's bad. Okay. Um, um, we should we should get to some of the other names. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, John Morrison, um, Johnny last name, <laughs> let go. This man has this man has done and gotten over all the stupid shit he was asked to do with Miz, and I'm sure he had phone because him and Miz are friends. All that stupid stuff, all those matches where he had to go out there and be the worker to car- uh, to carry the, uh, those tag team matches. Remember when they had that ladder ma- uh, that that ladder match where it was a, literally a triple threat singles ladder match for the tag titles? Remember that? Yes. He was fantastic in that match. Virtually, his rap when he first left the company was he can't promo. What does he do uh, when he comes back? He promos very well, does all the goofy stuff, does the corny rap stuff uh, to get heat. And then Miz beats him one week. Miz goes off the Dance with the Stars. They give him a, a yoga gimmick because apparently they think he's RVD. And next thing you know, he's he's using a dripstick on Karrion Cross, who's also been fired. And gone. And, like, this man was in California. He had his choice of anywhere he could work. Um, with his wife, who also, same ditto, right? Could have a choice of place, places to work. Decided we're going to, you know, John's already there, so let me go do NXT. And they fired them two weeks apart. And probably the reason why John Morrison wasn't fired two weeks ago is because he was in the UK. So they couldn't fire him while he was in another, he was on a different fucking hemisphere. So, um, yeah, man, that fucking sucked. So now, like, you got a couple packed up their shit, moved across the continent to uh, live in Orlando, Florida, which, like, I like Orlando. I don't love Orlando. I don't want necessarily, <laughs> I have a homeboy that moved there. I wouldn't necessarily live there either. But, like, he moved all that shit in good faith, and, like, a year later or whatever, gone. <clears throat> Fuck that's you. just the hu- that's just the human side of it. This is another example of if you leave WWE, ninety nine percent of the time when you come back, doesn't matter what the fuck you did elsewhere. It doesn't, doesn't matter that you've become like a, t- a top star anywhere else, or uh, doesn't matter if you got better, great, yeah, gotten better or anything like that. They're going to see you as what they saw you as before. He was with the Miz before. They put him back with the Miz and made him a tag team person. Uh, this is a guy that could have done cool matches in NXT. Um, he could have done a lot of stuff. You need people for Roman Reigns to beat. You can turn that man babyface on a dime and tell him to go electrify, and he would. Um, now, why is that dude not like a player's coach right now in NXT? Like with, working with Carmelo Hayes and like uh, anybody else? I, I don't understand that. Crazy. <clears throat> um. So, <laughs> so Bruce says, "Hmm, who is the Miz work with? Sandow, Flair, Brian Morrison. What do those four have in common? They are no longer here." <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily some curse of the Miz, but um, what I will say is, like, this company, you know, this company is a mess, man. It's a mess. Like, I'm not, hey, like, man. I'm not saying that he's gonna be a top guy or or future champion, no shit like that. But they always want to do TLC. They always want to do some crazy shit. Jeff Hardy is 70 years old. Eventually, you, 
I'm not saying that uh that that uh, last name is some spring chicken necessarily, but like Jeff Hardy's probably not walking through that door uh many more times. And like you're gonna need to transition to over to another quote unquote parkour hardcore legend. Why not? Not why not? Not why not let it be John Morrison? There's always a space for somebody to go out there and die and um and do defying stuff in these flips. matches. How do you think Kofi stayed on for so long until New Day happened? Yeah, um, Tegan Knox. So um, curse with lots of bad luck and once Triple H is out the picture, that was and he seemed to be her protector. Uh, just from everything, you know, over the years, like she kept getting hurt and they kept giving her chances. And then goes in the main roster. They ain't got nothing. They got sorry women everywhere you look, but Keegan Knox can't. Not someone that can really, really wrestle. No, you know. no, can't do that. Not, not at all. Um, that obviously anybody that, that, um, signs her, I believe she will be signed. But anywhere that signs her, we'll have we'll be reticent about her or have concerns about her knees. Obviously, um, she's torn. You got she's the Brandon torn, Roy knees. She's had three. She's she's torn her ACL three times. I don't know if the same. I think it was one. I, I don't think it was three on the same. I think it was two and one. But it, regardless, when healthy, she's one of the best wrestlers working in North. Best women wrestlers working in North America. Um, she she proved it. Like obviously, she came back. And um, when she came back, they immediately Pritchard and Vince went to the PC and they liked what they saw. So they brought her up with, with Shotzi and then they called her and they called her Shotzi and Knox. And then they won those tag matches and they beat the tag champions like three times. Never had a tag title shot. Never saw Tegan again. Was told to go to fuck home. Right. Terrible. Like and like, look, man, <clears throat> I like Shotzi or whatever. But like she can't, she can't lace Tika's boots. Get the fuck out of here! What are we doing? Yeah. And like, <clears throat> so for me, this is this is one of people like I, when I think of Keith Lee, when I think of Swerve, when I think of um, Alistair Black. Like they got fired. The eight Vince AEW and snatched them immediately. Like that's immediate. <laughs> that's immediate impact um, hiring. So, um, so yeah. So we got uh, Drake Maverick. Uh, seemed to be ready, prepared. Um, yeah. I did not watch the video that he put out, but people said that he had like some in the chamber. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Um, but you know, as I said last year when he got fired, like that dude can promo. That dude's really small. You, but if you if you are looking for com- comedy, a baby face that you can beat over and over and over, he's your guy. Um, he's not. He's not going to be anybody's champion. He could probably be somebody's champion when they're next to a dominant, uh, a dominant tag team partner. That sort of thing. Like if it's Warlow and uh, and Drake Maverick, you can make them tag champions. That sort of thing. And then you just have him be the pin eater, obviously. But yeah, um, somebody that's super talented. He'll, I'm, I'm sure Impact still has a door open for him to come back. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really, it really stinks because like that dude, like. He's a he's a really like a uh, lovable loser type that you could just buy to like you as a likable inherent likable person that just gets crap beat down week to week. Um, Jeremy has, had asked, "Is Shotzi for the freaks?" I said, "Yes, she's the new Ruby." Uh, kind of, yeah, um, uh, yeah, basically a punk rock girl, yeah, yeah. That they turn heel because they can't imagine somebody would be <laughs> interested. <laughs> um. 
yeah, Floyd said Drake's video was like two minutes after uh, his his release was announced. He had that in the can. Uh, Dylan says they hold Drake Maverick like crazy with that wild ass storyline they did a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely did. Like he um when they did that, you know. <laughs> Uh, that six-person round robin um, for the NXT Cruiserweight title, they put him in there, and then he, uh, I think he, I think he, he until the last day of his block, he was in it, and then um, you know he had lost, and he uh, he was walking out, and then they gave him you know the contract or whatever else to stay. Like at that time, given how bad it was in the pandemic, that was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Like he was literally the only inspired baby face on, or the most inspired baby face on NXT at that time. And I remember, yeah. um, his last matches for, for will he, you know, will he keep say alive or will he be eliminated? Like that popped the best rating of that like month. And I remember telling you like, Rich, you think I'm joking? You know, you, you know, when I'm talking about him being like this, this good talker and being a likable guy to get behind, like, but people were into that shit. And I'm not saying you could have ran with it somewhere big, but, He's somebody that you keep on the roster because he's talented and he can tell great stories and he can always fight his ass off from underneath. Like he's a good ass storyteller. Um, yeah, <clears throat> he yes. They, remember that man pissed himself on uh, TV yeah. before. Yep, they hold him yeah. on that one. Yep, they did. They did a lot of shit. Um, Shane Thorne. Um, I forgot he was in WWE, but um, he's Slap probably going to reform. Slapjack. Oh, that was him. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'll probably reform his tag team with uh Nichols. Yeah. Um, a guy to have on a roster to have good matches and beat. Um when he was in NXT, um, you know, more or less after uh uh TM eighty eight or is it eighty three or eighty eight? What was the number? Eighty eight? Eighty eight. Yeah, when no, TM eighty eight. No, that's a producer. I'm thinking the team I'm thinking the team might as bitch. What am I doing? No, no, TM eighty eight is a is a producer. Okay. I believe, but well, I'm whatever not sure. the mighty's name was NXT. Yeah, like after they broke up and Buddy shot them that unit, and he said, "Like I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go see my, you know, handle some family business." That man shut up on fucking New Japan. Um, TM sixty one. TM sixty one. That's what it was. So after Thanks, that, mother. he stayed. After that, like Thorne stayed around, and he was basically go out there have seven minute match with like a Cameron Grimes, a Johnny Gargano, and have a really good match, and then like get beat. That was his role, and then he got called up to uh, Retribution. Another another great uh, gimmick in the history of Vince McMahon. Um, I think Manism. So Man yeah, like, striking out a lot. And there you go. And like Masafa Ali, Ricochet, Die Jack, dudes is there dying on the vine. Uh, every everyone on on this list so far, you know, obviously we've handled their releases with you know contrition and seriousness, but um. Last release. <laughs> oh my god! Jackson Riker, bring your punk ass to the stage. So I got none for this one. So, so Mr. Jack, Jackson Riker, the pack is in the air. It is coming in. Uh, we've been waiting. Uh, we've been wondering why this charade was allowed to go on this long. This man was getting all the, the push, all the protection. Uh, and then he was a main event dweller. And I don't mean the last match on the show. I mean, this is a dude that can't work, can't talk. He's pretty much just tall and white. Um, sorry, brother. 
Like I, I don't I don't know where you about to go, but um I, I, I you know Impact maybe hiring UPS maybe hiring you know wasn't he Gunner in Impact before? You know yes he was there you know, a Muslim good suggestion he could go to the NWA you know uh you know work the Indies whatever you got to do work the uh, Indies but it's a wrap. Yeah, man, and and, um, and the pack the pack is live. It is in the air. I, you know, maybe he can go go for the uh, the one year anniversary of January six. He can he can help plan that out. You know, however he wants to handle that. Now you said that like the pack is in the air. I wouldn't dare smoke that. That shit is Reggie. Throw that in the trash. <laughs> um, yeah, man, not a good wrestler at all. Charismatic or charisma just doesn't seem to be there from a traditional standpoint of what you want out of pro wrestler. Um, and for me, like his greatest memory for me is when he was in the uh, Takeover Twenty Five ladder match, interfering in a uh, I think it's a four team ladder match for the vacant tag titles. And all of a sudden, O'Reilly, Fish, Montez, uh, Dawkins. And everybody else. Oh, also the other other babyface team, um, working in Birch, they wore his ass out with a with a, a ladder. That's his greatest moment in WWE. So, all, all them people put that on his highlight reel, and he can move the fuck on. All, all them people, he made it hard to show up and and do their jobs and look at him and I, his two partners that ain't have nothing to do with that shit. That he ended up essentially getting fired. Um, he can fuck off. I'm talking about Forgotten Sons. Yes, literally got his homeboys uh forgotten. You know, um, yeah, no love for the other side. You know, yeah. and you know, hope he hits the lotto, do something else. Like, <laughs> but yeah, um, Jackson Riker, go to hell. Yeah. Um, uh, so <clears throat> I guess now we get into um. I was say last night, but um, Sunday's pay per view Survivor Series, a bunch um, of men. Reggie, Reggie, seeds and dirt. <laughs> um, quite frankly, if not for the opener, we're talking about one of the worst pay per views out of WWE in the last like three years. Um, and it wasn't even like the it wasn't even like they did some atrocious shit. Like there was no you know there wasn't like, like a, like, a I don't it was like was a no, no contest like one, in a in a hell in a cell or no stupid shit like that. It was and just it wasn't even no like one star match or anything. It was just like just watching is like what the fuck does any of this mean? Like this is just like going like the the product that they sold us like. They we were the ones being sold because of all the fucking advertisements and everything else like this just taking up all this time that has nothing to do with wrestling on the show. Um the like we would end a match and it would be like twenty minutes before the next match would start and shit. Like yeah. I'm, it was just like, what is this? Like and it's like this is full like Nick Khan, like the business shit and it's like all right cool get your money whatever but like that doesn't make for a pleasure of a viewing experience right when i gotta sit through five minutes of your commercials not video packages commercials from peacock and then whatever they gotta do for the the recaps then 
whenever they have to promote something down there. Then the entrances. And then. No, 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 don't even get to the entrances. You haven't thrown out like Vince McMahon and a fucking egg. Cleopatra's yes, egg that we're, that, that we're supposed to believe The Rock gave to Vince McMahon. And it's $100 million. You. Look at look into me. Look at look at my fucking eyes. Do you think that Dwayne the Rock fucking Johnson gave Vince Kennedy McMahon a hundred million dollars worth of any goddamn thing? What? Come on, man! Like shit's so, like it's like it's more ridiculous than when they um they Flip did the one, it's more ridiculous than that one feud they or sorry uh, when they said that um because. Lesnar touch uh, Pierce that like they found a million dollars. Yeah, yes. sure, fucking right. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, it, can you give us a number that we could at least fucking buy? If you said that yo, he gave me this Cleopatra's egg is worth five million dollars, I can be like, we know that's bullshit. We know it's a fake fucking egg, and it's from the movie anyway. But you'd be like, okay, whatever. I imagine Cleopatra's egg is worth probably like you know, eight eight figures or seven figures, but mm. nine figures and. The Rock's giving coming off it to give it to his to give his old buddy old pal Vincent Kenny McMahon that. Bro, I had no idea about the I, I knew about the Red Notice movie, but I had no idea the egg was related to that. Apparently, like the move they spent a grip doing this. I only um, I only knew that because of like the Rock tie-in stuff. Like that's the only reason why I knew it. And on Twitter, people were talking about like, oh yeah, that's the egg that was in the the thing. That's the only reason why I fucking knew that. James, they bent like they came out here. And we'll get to that. We'll, yes, we'll get to that. I, yeah, let's go I'm, through I'm, this card because I haven't, I haven't saved. So Jeremy said that the crowd was almost as quiet as a New Japan clap crowd. Oh shit! Muzza said, "Which is worse, this golden egg or the giant egg that gave us the gobbledygooker or whatever his damn name was?" That's what I had thought it had something to do with. I'm like, I was like, "The gobbledygooker is back." Wait until Botchamania comes out, because you know Matthew's gonna have something involving that fucking egg being stolen and Vince's audio over that uh, the gobbledygooker egg, gobbledygooker's <laughs> egg cracking or cracking or hatching. Like I, I put it on Twitter. I was like, "It's just a matter of time." Like. I've seen this too many times. Like I, I already know how this is gonna work. But um, yeah, man. Like match to match, let's go through like speed around. Like, so or um, I almost said Sasha. Uh, Becky versus Charlotte was great. Uh, I love that match. Um, uh, I I can't remember the last WWE match that I liked. This main roster WWE match that I liked this, but probably like the probably Daniel Bryan in um Daniel Bryan's last match versus Roman's probably last time I liked the match as much. Like. It's a match that, like, if you're watching it, you're just, like, really into the physical exchange of slaps, and then you watch their their, their counter work. But, like, as someone has had, as someone has watched them over the years, wrestle each other since, like, ni- literally this was their 19th match on TV, um, from, two, from, you know, 2014 to now, like, that match is literally, like, the end of one of those matches we talk about. Look, they were, they were countering counters and shit. It's, like... Is, is that kind of level of wrestling, and I really loved it, and, like, the finish, it was a dirty finish, but you understand the plot, because, like, you know, they're both heels, and they're trying to cheat each other, because they hate each other's guts, and, like, Charlotte talks a lot of shit about she's better than, she's genetically superior, well, like, you can't even treat, you can't even cheat well enough to get out of there, and, she, and Becky even, not only she out-wrestled, she, she cheated better than you, and she won, like, so I'm okay with the finish, because they they're both shit heels anyway, so whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. They came dressed for the occasion. Like they came dressed like they were actually supposed to be the main event. Yeah. Um I, I saw, like the match a lot too. I saw um, the uh there was a, a layout that people say that like with with Becky's gear, she was Scarlet Witch from uh WandaVision and then 
Charlotte's gear was Agatha the Witch, who was a, the, the main baddie in um, WandaVision as well. So it was like, like for all this talk we've had about like how sick they are of each other, whether that's real or otherwise, they're out here fucking coordinating their fucking um, gear. So look, so can, much can we that. just can we just say what it was? Like this shit, like they was out here. They had an argument. Together. They had yeah, an it, argument. It got out that they had an argument. And then they said, and then all, people all came back together and said, "Hey, we might get people to actually buy it. These people really fucking hate each other's guts." Like, in they work, they worked the circuit yeah. yep. doing the Mark interviews yep. with Ariel Hawani and basically repeating their their same cutting promos in the interviews, working right. through the media. They they pulled a good, they pulled and good for them. On, on, on lots good for of them. Good for yep. them. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, like I didn't think that, like you know, the way that people. The way people overreact to like the friendships in wrestling, like people act as if because like you were in a faction with somebody and you say you love someone or whatever else in the time y'all had together, that like that means they're best friends for life and all that shit, right? And then like it, it don't work, it don't it don't work like that. Like that might have been that might have been the first argument that Becky and Charlotte ever had in Gorilla. That might have been the fourteenth. We'll never fucking know. But like. People had to like, you know, they were the bestest of, the, like, all the four horsemen are the bestest of friends for life. Got tap, you know, matching tattoos so we can't see. And then, like, and then it's split in half. Yeah, yeah. And, like, like that's the point. And it's him from earlier. That shit is split in half. And there's two people on this side. There's two people on this side that got a wide gulf between them. Right. Like, no, nah, man. Like, I'm not. I'm not here to speculate on their friendship or lack thereof at this point in time. Well, well, only thing I'm willing to believe is they were once close and they're not as close anymore. I can perfectly understand that and buy that. There are different points in their lives right now. Um, so, some so of them yeah, are married. Some of them are mothers. Like right, and that, and that's what happens with growing up. And then, like, look, if they wanted to play, if they had that argument, because first off, you don't really argue with people that like you don't really you're not really close to, unless it's like some violation type shit right but so like <laughs> you know they blew up they had their thing i'm sure that was over like the day the next day and then they, it got out and then people lost their minds and then like we and then Vince like, well, figure we, out we, we got something so we got to go in and they're like oh fine but like they're coordinating fucking outfits so th- that tells you how how much that how how much they hate each other's guts so there you yeah. go yeah so um yeah i thought i thought it was pretty good uh as well but uh the if, what was the next if, one? If we do a WWE review this year, they will probably crack my top ten favorite matches of the year from WWE. So we had um, the men's Survivor Series, and we had more rock stuff interspersed the whole night. I actually watched a pre-show too. They were mm-hmm. doing DQ finishes on the pre-show. Yeah, so in like, like seven minutes, I already knew that we were like we were headed for bullshit. It was just how much bullshit was on deck. Mm. Um. Then we started figuring out in all these elimination matches that the people that they didn't really want to pin, they would just count them out. And they all got counted out. Uh, Drew McIntyre got counted out. Um, Drew McIntyre got counted out in a double count out by Lashley. Lashley. Yeah. Kevin um, Owens takes like Bad News Brown. Immediate, immediate walkout. Um, later in the show, you have Sasha. She gets counted out because like the, her four teammates like drag her out. Her teammates um, eliminate her. Yeah. So... So yeah, like I, this match, as far as like the wrestling of points, it was very good. Like when Drew McIntyre was in, it was very good, and then you know it broke into a ten way at, at a certain point, or no, into a nine way, and it, it was good at points. But the 
some of the stuff was just like, all right, so Kevin Owens just taking a night off. You just collect the check and leave. Yep. Look, support the hustle. But like, I wanted to kind of watch you wrestle, my guy. Um, McIntyre, I'm never, I'm never in favor of taking Drew McIntyre out of the wrestling yes. ring. Get the fuck out my face. Yeah, no, after no, let's, after let's this year, send him to the back. After this know? year in WWE on the main roster, you want to take, you want to cut Drew McIntyre's time short? Are you crazy? So that yeah. one was just a mistake. That one was like, I was like. This is this is bullshit. And like, so like like, and I feel like there's Survivor Series formats of like this whole decade have been just completely the same. There's always a flash elimination in the beginning, whether it's a, mm-hmm. some type of count out, uh, whether it's Mark Henry knocking out the Big Show, or excuse me, Big Show knocking out Mark Henry um, back as far back as 2013. Uh, last year they did some some shit where dudes is getting beat quick walter got beat quick in 2019 like there's always what's up riddle got beat quick too yeah like there's always like the beginning of the match flash elimination like same thing happened in the women's match as well um i think it was carmella carmella Carmella. yeah 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 we'll get to that that shit was fucking stupid um Um, the end uh with jeff hardy and seth rollins really got people into it people were really into jeff hardy they believe he was going to beat seth rollins um i don't know what it is about jeff hardy but they just love him still yeah and i mean they set it up nicely where like he cut he's he's down two to one um after one, Sheamus' own teammate betrays him. We got to talk about that part real quick. But, like, <laughs> him and Sheamus, the last two on Team SmackDown, after a year ago on SmackDown, Sheamus framed that motherfucker for a for a hit and run. And I was like... Never mind that. And then, like, later, like, Jeff threw a, a, a mug of piss in his face. And they had a fight <laughs> over it. And then, like, nothing got resolved to where they were explaining why they would be doing moves to get, maybe be team together let alone anything like that's one of those this motherfucker threw piss in my face you lucky i don't shoot him dead where he stands um so the fact that like all of a sudden they, at the end towards the end of the match they're doing literal like tandem tag moves together like they're fucking azumi and momo i was like what, what is this this is nonsense but sheamus eventually turned on him and left him at disadvantage sheamus got taken advantage of him beaten by uh and caught by theory so Jeff's working underneath. He ends up beating Theory with the Swanton. He crushed him on that Swanton. Like, he landed on that man flat. Like, I don't know how Jeff's head did whiplash into the canvas. Um, and then he was in there with, with uh, Seth. And, you know, like, him and Seth told a great story. And, like, people who were in the building thought that he was going to land that Swanton to beat him. Seth got the knees up and then curb stomped him and got out of there. Yeah, ism. Yeah. Um, so after that, we got more um, celebration of The Rock, more fellatio of The Rock um, all over this show. The the 25th anniversary, all the video packages. Um, like, I'm sorry. Like, The Rock had a six-year career in WWE, man. Like, <laughs> like this is so – they are so thirsty. They are so, like, uh, eager to try to have The Rock send them a tweet to acknowledge them it looked so shameful uh everything they did this whole night um i guess we can keep kicking it down the road and we're gonna do it just how they did it yeah 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 so uh so we had the dwayne the rock johnson battle royal yes that's right they had a dwayne the rock johnson battle royal um i don't know if that's official name but like they did mention it was in honor of the rock so it is a it it was it was a the rock battle royal so um Sponsored by Pizza Hut. Yes. More yes. more business yes. stuff just ruining so, it, getting in the way of so, like the show. So 
I was watching the match and they were kept referring to the pizza and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is fucking stupid. However, I'm hungry. I'm going to call something. I'm going to go to pizza.com and go get a carryout, bitch. I was hungry. So I, I end up, I end up, I, so, the, so it does work. It's stupid as fuck. I hated it. But at the same time, it, it, the pizza kind of came through that, at late yeah. at night on a Sunday in, 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 in St. Down, Florida. So whatever. Whatever. Yeah, bro. They, you know, they 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 got the pizza. They was they was throwing the COVID pizza, you know, into the That's crowd. Right. You know, COVID on top. You know, with the cheese and the you know, pepperoni. The, you know, and like it would be like, oh well, the pizza's still hot, so like it burnt off the COVID. It was like, nah, that pizza look cold <laughs> as fuck. Almatic says they're plugging Pizza Hut pizza at a Brooklyn show. Come on, man. They don't um, give a fuck. Yeah, like they look, they have no shame, they, look, none. They will go to motherfucking Louisville, Kentucky, and starts and starts uh, pushing some fucking Popeyes. Think it's a game? Yes, yes. Um, JML says the Rock sent a video for Ken Shamrock's Impact Hall of Fame induction, right. but nothing for Survivor Series. Right, um, right. Yes, amazing. Um, um, I I think it's beautiful the way the Rock either stood them up or whatever, or made them do all this. Like I wanted them to put the Rock. In the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame again <laughs> so, for, for for what happened on Sunday night. So from what I've heard, there, the plan back as far as July was for him to show up, but then like Hollywood got in the way, so you know Hollywood calls. Yeah, um, it is what it is. Like maybe and, 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 and uh, they're look, left look, looking like suckers. Hey, 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 and Rich. Good thing they didn't have months and months of ahead of time to know that they, they had to change course. Like they, they would, you know well, why? Because they rather sell those tickets, right? Based on on the, the and, thought and that's that where we get when we talk about talk about this at the end. So um, most disgusting promotional tactic. It, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, Look, I'm not saying it's going to win, but you know, I mean, it's something that should be a candidate, um, or at least on the fringe, at least. Uh, so yeah, um, next match after that, you end up getting, uh, I don't hear have the thing up. Uh, 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 yeah. So next match. RK bro and the Usos. Yeah. Decent Man, match. Man, was this boring. D- it was a decent match. It wasn't nothing special. It was a decent match. Uh, ke- um, the, the finish comes where, uh, Riddle's in trouble. He's about to get splashed on. Uh, you see, you can literally see Randy Orton's face up against the, up against the, uh, barricade looking into the ring. On the far on uh, on the far side of the hard cam, they cut and zoom in real tight on whichever Uso was up there, and I was like, "He's about to catch a RKO from a, a anti-air RKO from absolutely somewhere." Because I just fucking saw Randy Orton, and then sure enough, after he after it took fifteen seconds for uh, whichever Uso was to jump off, he catches him, and he and that was the end. I was like, "Yo, like, how lazy is this? Just put Orton on the side so- on the." on the side by the entrance and we don't see him on the camera. Yeah, man. I, I saw, I felt like I saw a lot of chin locks. I felt like uh, these guys were just like, let's just have a, let's just do it. Do this house show match. And you would think they could, they could really tear the house down. These two teams, but they decided otherwise. Yeah. Um, the women's match. Let's get to it. Um, so okay. we, we got more uh, video packages from the Rock. On, hold on, yep, yes, more video packages yep. from the Rock. Of course, more, more. Someone stole my fucking egg in in 
showing the egg to Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns saying that like, oh, $100 million that egg, that'll be on the next contract. Neither one of these things are $100 million. Roman Reigns or that fucking egg. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. Roman is worth lots and lots of million dollars. Not no fucking 100 Sorry. Anyway, um, oh, he's a heel so he can say that, but like, the fucking egg is preposterous. That's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, man, fake ass TV prop. It didn't even look good on camera. I don't, Fuck. I don't get it. And um, then Vince was booking his own uh, employees to cheer for him uh, yeah, that, when that, when he got out the limo. Yeah. Uh, I was absolutely well, befuddled when look, I saw this. Dance or get or get shot, right? Yeah. That, that's that's what it was. Yeah. Because like the first time I saw it, there was no commentary explaining what was going on. So it was on the pre-show when he arrived. So I watch him get out the limo and I'm like, there's no commentary over this. So mm-hmm. he's holding this thing. I have no context of knowing it's from the movie and he's just showing the egg and then all the people there in this goofy and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> WWE in 2021. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, uh, Women's Raw vs. SmackDown Survivor Series match. Bianca, Rhea, Liv, Zelina, and Carmella on Team Raw versus Shotzi, Shayna, Natalia, Sasha, and Tony Storm. Um, Carmella comes in and she wants to put on like this stylized mask to cover her beautiful face. I guess her giving now she's the most beautiful woman in the world and whatever. Like whatever, I don't have time for it. Get the, like, and, and neither did WWE. She put, put tried to put the mask on, and Tony Storm dropped her and pinned her. Then Zelina got in. Uh, she got in. Tony Storm pinned her as well. And then almost immediately after that, uh, uh, I believe I can't remember who it was. I think it may have been Shayna that got uh, Tony Storm out. I don't remember. But um, really quickly, uh, no, it, it was Liv that got Tony. That's Storm right. Out. Liv Liv got out Tony Storm, and then someone got out Liv. Um, so then basically by the end of it, you get down to like the nitty gritty is really like Rhea and Bianca versus the rest of the team SmackDown. Um, so, uh, or the four that was left, they end up eliminating Rhea after going through an onslaught of people. And then it's, it's literally shit or it's, not Shana, it's Bianca versus for the four left of team SmackDown. Uh, they teased it earlier in the show. Um, they were going to do, um, Bianca versus, uh, Sasha, and that was the only thing they got the crowd to not do the wave or chant CM Punk or do other <laughs> any other nonsense. It's like so. Um, they after because Shotzi has been pissed off throughout the match. She is hot tagging Sasha out. She is like pulling her off the apron at times. The match is doing all types of shit, and then like at one point, one of them is going there. Someone's trying to tag out, and those two are next to each other. I'm like, they're y'all two next to each other. She's been beating you up, and you've been beating her up the whole time. If y'all don't throw hands right here, nah, they sit there and tag. But anyway, never mind that. So, eventually, Shayna or Sasha had pissed off Shayna and whoever else, and, and Sasha, legal person, and got in. They pulled her out and let her get counted out or whatever else. So Sasha Lemay without having to do a job to anybody. All that talk about doing a second Bianca Sasha match is never fucking happening. If it does happen, it'll be it'll be in the year 2028. So, um, from there, Sasha has to go. Or sorry, Bianca has to go on her own against uh, Natalia and Shayna and Shotzi. And one by one by one, she she got rid of all three of them, and eventually she ended up beating uh, Shotzi with the, with the uh, or uh, the KOD. Or the JP oh. Cole, whichever one you want to call it between the Mech or, 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 or um, Bianca. But yeah, that was. No. So then people from there, I yeah, see on I'm Twitter, gonna tell you. hop on and say, 
Look at the year that Bianca's had. She won the Royal Rumble. She won the main. Ev- she won the first night main event of WrestleMania, and then she also uh, was a sole survivor uh, after being down four one. I'm just like, yo. Can I tell I'm you sorry. why that is bullshit? Because she fought nothing but geeks. She didn't beat a single person with a damn that they care about uh, all on that way. And also, all she does is fucking lose. Uh, in the meantime, between time, she all she does is fucking Sasha's lose. Sasha's the only person Summer that's a star that she's beaten in the women's division. All, and, all and, year, and look, and, and, and when have they when have they ever had reservations about beating Sasha? Exactly. So like, um, this person is somebody that they do not see as a star. Um, if she wins the belt when she, I'm sure she will again. And then people will start this. I'm like, well, they fucked it up already because she could have just been mowing through everybody. Like they're not allowing her to beat Becky, not allowing her to beat, um, Charlotte. They're not really doing anything. Like they let her go over Bailey. Like after she first won the title, you know know what? She's going to be a star. When one of them leave. No, no, no. I don't even that. When she, she's going to be a star three, four, five years from now when, um, like, Becky or Sasha are no longer still there. And then they will point at it in the same way that we talked about, like, what they were doing to Horsewoman when it was time to put them on top so they could, quote, unquote, catch or surpass the Bellas. And they never, and they never quite did it right. They always were holding off on it and, they, and whatever else. And then eventually, like the bar got lowered so far that there were, there were like, there are kind of the stars left in that division. And then like Becky blew up, and she she left, and she's kind of back down where she is, where she kind of was right before, um, like right as she was getting hot at, at in the middle of 2018. So like, yeah, like relatively speaking, she's not a star compared to <clears throat> Sasha and um and, and Becky. But like right. she's gonna They've be around. She's but- gonna be around. Though those four will not in the next five years, and then everyone will say that she's a standard bearer for the division. It's like you could have caught her up this year. You fucked it up. Yep. And like you think about her coming up to the main roster in 2020. We all know that she didn't do jack shit from April to January. Right. She wins the Royal Rumble has a horrible build with Sasha Banks where they're tagging together and losing all the fucking time. She wins the main event. Cool. Um, she goes over Bailey a couple of times. And one of, and either one or both of those pay-per-view matches were really good. And then she like had got into something with Carmella, I think. And then and she after was beating that, her like a drum and then she was facing like Zelina and beating her like a drum. And it's like, th- th- what is this? Yeah, and then like we get the disaster at SummerSlam, which has yep. not been rectified, and she's not, which, she has never been as over since. Yep, uh, Google Trends fell off the off the charts. Um, she continues to be in all these matches and loses them all. This is somebody that they like. She's not a star. Like, a, a, like they had a chance to do it, but like any other person, they'll they'll fuck it all up. People and look. I, look, people really want, and what Bianca's has, a strange person to talk about because she's an intersection of a lot of race, gender, and everything else. People are not going to call it like like what it is. Like They're going to watch her be in all these matches, not win, and then tell themselves like, um, you know, a great job is being done. And then right. when she's beating like geeks, like that's going to be like, you know, like, I'm sorry, they're getting conned. So um, my thing is this. When they want to book a star, they book them like a star. Like, Becky slaps Charlotte at SummerSlam 2018, and she and she didn't do a job again until January. 
she didn't do she didn't get beat pinned or submitted again until like January or Super Bowl Sunday or sorry uh Pro Bowl Sunday in January, right? Months. Roman Reigns don't get pinned or submitted. Drew McIntyre wasn't getting pinned or submitted last year, right? Like they know who, when they want to book someone like a champion, they'll book them down more like a champion or not champion, but like a top star. They don't care. And yeah. like, look, they this is what they have on their side. Whether or not she is a star or is not, the people that watch that show believe her to be one. So look, from that those, perspective, these are the people from, that so, hold should, on, be, hold, hold should on. be the so, angriest. So from that perspective, half the battle is already won. Which means this is so fucking mind-boggling that they won't just push it over the fucking goal line. Look, I, I'm gonna say, well, what about the other way where it actually fucking matters, like ratings, tickets, um, <laughs> you know, being a star, like you know, blowing the fuck up, selling merch, uh, all these other things that they're missing the fucking boat on, right? Like by, the, by the not, real by stuff. Not, by not when the people already believe in her, not pushing over the goal line. Like I'm saying, like they're they're missing the layup, and it's frustrating because it's like. Y'all missing a layup while y'all still want to feature her. So I was like, well, what the fuck then? Yeah, I think um, I, I, I don't I don't I don't think people really want to be honest about it personally. Um, They're doing but, her a disservice. Yeah. And the, the like and they'll see it like the, the, the more that happens, like the more they'll be like, oh, like they'll start putting it together. Oh, these weren't really signature wins like she just beat natalia i i don't know how like you know people talk about like the obama or sorry the obama trump voter right yeah i don't know how you're a sasha bianca fan stand or whatever see what happened to sasha all along that way for all them years never never ever able to defend her titles always always losing them super duper quick never having any long reigns or whatever else and then see how sasha saw Managed to still survive the end of it, the second or through the, through it or whatever else, and then like see what they're doing, with Bianca. Seeing that Bianca is older than Sasha and still being like, that's yeah, the other thing. They got she's about plenty, to be thirty three. There's plenty of time for there's plenty of time for her eventually to get to it. No, the fuck, there's not. Yeah, like eventually Bianca's gonna be like, hey, what if I want to have a family? Not even that. If if Bianca wants to wrestle till she's fifty on American on North American uh television major pro wrestling television, she will be able to outside of WWE. But it will not happen in WWE, and you know why? The clock the clock ticks a lot faster for women in this man's mind than it does for men. Look at look at what they did with Mickey James just recently. They put her shit in a bag in a garbage bag and mailed it to her. So Trash. don't don't come. To, so for me, it's just like y'all are at, y'all think there's all this time left in the world. Okay. Okay. Like, then you look up, and it's a cold day, and then you know, there's a quarterly report coming out, and then all of a sudden, no, no I, I ain't concerned <laughs> about that. What I'm concerned about is like, okay, like maybe she wins Rumble again. I don't know. Like maybe she faces beyond, or maybe she gets her win back from Becky at WrestleMania. I don't know. But the thing is, like, this is a whole ass year, bro. Yep, and and this is a whole lot of bad. This is a whole lot of bad booking. This is like eight months. This eight months from the time she got squashed in twenty six seconds to sue when she says win back. Eight months. Yeah, that, that's a whole lot of bad booking, and never really winning anything that matters. Right. 
and then like them trying to sneak other people like into the title picture, like to to basically kill time until they get back to Rumble season. It's like, yo, I don't know why y'all are playing with it. Like it's like they got Becky Lynch back, and then like they just went into shock. Like the 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 problem isn't that is the problem isn't even like Becky because Becky is doing pretty well, all things considered. But the problem is like. They are so poor at booking that division. And historically, have always been, right? Always have been bad at booking that division, right? Except for them catching lightning in a bottle because the fans rejected a heel turn for Becky. Um, they've been so poor at booking the women's division for all those years, even when they got the talent in there to run, to run a consistently competent one, to have enough stars to do such a thing. And, like... They don't know. They don't ever want to push people that are talented. Enough. They have good match with people. They don't because they don't care about good matches. They don't want to put people out there that are compelling as characters of lead with people because they don't care about that either. Like it, it's just weird. Like that whole division has been a mess. Um, and like it always feels like it's like literally three, four people, and then like after that it's just a bunch of like pushovers and, and tomato cans. And you know, like what do do we know where uh, Oscar was drafted? Or was she not no, drafted? No, she, she was not drafted. Okay, so like maybe maybe they'll pull out Oscar out of my balls when she's tired of when she's like refreshed from having to carry uh Raw throughout through the fucking pandemic in that division um last year. So maybe maybe that'll that'll save the day for them come, you know, Royal Rumble time or whatever. Who knows? Uh, Bruce said just wait until Rousey's back. Bianca will be chasing the twenty four seven title. It's a shame. I don't think Rousey's ever coming back. Do you? <laughs> I hope not. No, um, do you think she'll ever come back? Because I don't. I don't know. She hated. Uh, she hated her. She hated how it ended. She hated being booed by the fans. She comes back. You hear a pop when she comes back, and then by the next day, she's getting fucking booed again. Yeah, if she goes up against Becky again, and Becky's a heel, so Becky's gonna be able to say what the fuck she wants to her. Oh man, that would be bad, real bad. And, and look, if, if they go with the heel, they go with heel Becky face Rousey dynamics. That baby face, I, I can see me from mile away a baby face getting rejected. Yep. And then people will become promos about the fans, yeah. you know, um, which they made Becky do the next night on Raw, which is just my, like, my question is, um, like, why, oh, why, oh, why do like they, they had like with Goldberg and we didn't follow the script. Like, <laughs> the, fans have, the fans didn't follow the script. Well, the script like, fucking sucks, my guy. Sorry. Like, 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 did they hand the fans contracts that they didn't abide to on yeah. the way in? Like, like, what's the deal here? Um, like, know, we just hit uh, a social contract that we dropped 150 for these tickets, and we we're gonna be entertained by what was happening inside the ring and ringside area. You brought the contract first, motherfucker. Like, that's the agreement. Yeah, like, whatever, man. Whatever. Like, um. Goofy ass shit. Main so event. What's next? Yep. Oh yeah. Main event. My goodness. Big uh, E versus Roman. Um, man. Very mid. Boring. You're at your run of the mill. This felt For, like a nineteen eighties. Let, let's start from the top. Let's start from the top, Rich. Big E is a good tag team wrestler. He He's is, not a main event. He is a good mid card, upper mid card singles wrestler. If he is going to be your world champion, give me the over under for the amount of time you ever give his ma- his main event matches, main event title matches, or double champion matches, whatever this was. Fourteen minutes. I was gonna say twelve. So let's stop at thirteen. 
Why in the fuck is Big E wrestling for 22, or was it 22 minutes? 21.50, I think. Okay, 22. Why is he wrestling for 22 minutes when he should be going half that, about half that or a little over half that? Because they felt like they had to do the big main event with these guys. Um, well, instead, it looked like a like a Triple H classic. He went twice yeah. as long as he should have with a, with a guy with a guy that shouldn't be going that long. Yeah, um, and they present Roman Reigns so far above that it's almost counterproductive for anybody else at this point. Big E, the whole crowd didn't see him on the on the level. Uh, I had people in the building. Shots out to Dave Fenster. He's like the whole crowd's in the Roman. Big E is just like they don't care about him. Um, They've obviously set up Biggie with a shitty um, title win where he's cashing in, uh, where Bob- Bobby Lashley is holding his knees, and Bobby Lashley is the only one, you know, really being protected there. They have Biggie on on Raw the next night, waiting for Austin Theory to get distracted to beat him. Um, they are doing all. They did the thing where they were in that triple threat match with Roman and Lashley, and he's losing um, or not winning, I should say. Um, yeah. This, they, they've they decided to go ahead and feed him to Roman here when I think the argument pretty much I saw a lot of people making this argument and this is what I originally thought I was like they're never going to fucking do it I was like Biggie should win right. against Ro- Roman because here it, he gets to win here Roman does a job mm-hmm. that ingratiates people if you will uh, this is where he, does, he doesn't seem so unbeatable so his next match sets of matches that he's going to plow through people will look more believable when they get to near falls and, or, and they can do it. They can Roman set up and, another match with them at the Royal Rumble or something. Or I need I need concerned about that part. If from the Vince perspective that you that he rather hear, Biggie is never going to wrestle Roman Reigns again, so it don't fucking matter. <laughs> so you be like, and okay. and um, they would have solidified the WWE title through the rest of football season, right? So, but so rich, no. right? They have um, this 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 mid world champion, literally mid E. So, so rich, the last three years in the five star Grand Prix, the red belt champion and the white belt champion have been in the same block. Do you know what has happened all three times in the last three years when the red belt champion and the white belt champion have faced each other? The white belt champion fucking won to try to put it on equal footing to try to raise it to raise the bar because the red belt champion is already fucking made because of the red belt champion. <clears throat> Julia beat uh, Julia beat B uh, in 2019, 2020. Uh, Julia beat Mayu and this year. Tam beat Utami. And then you look at the WWE championship, aka the Super Intercontinental title uh, the last four years like there's. The champion, the WWE champion, and then there's Vince's champion. Right. And Vince's champion has wiped the floor right. with the with the WWE champion. And, and think some, about it. And to they be even, fair, in some good in in the first two were very good matches. Like that AJ Styles match and that and that Daniel Bryan match for both versus Brock Lesnar back to back years were very good. Um last year's match, McIntyre versus Roman, that was a very that was a good match, right? Or let me phrase at that. At least they protected Drew McIntyre. Big right. E had to lay his shoulders on the ground while the big dog got on top of him. <laughs> Clean. Yeah. So and I'm I'm short selling uh the Daniel Bryan Lesnar and AJ Styles Lesnar match. match both matches were both great. And the McIntyre match was uh with Roman last year was very damn good. This match was not any of those other three. Yeah. Because you don't need to go because you don't need to go twenty two minutes for Big E. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle twenty two minutes in a singles match for. Have like, you? I don't I don't recall him ever doing twenty minutes in a, in a singles match for. Crowd was looking at this match happen. 
Um, they only fired up at the end when Biggie started walking through those Superman punches. Um, and Roman then like freaking out and then just snapping his fingers and beating him with his move in the middle of the ring. The, the second um, act of this match should have been thrown away. Like the first act was what was done well, and the third act was done well. The middle was just what the fuck is this? Um, from a perspective of watching other main event wrestling around the world, what the fuck is that second act? Yeah. Um, like either trust your wrestlers to wrestle instead of having a bottom numbers WWE main event match where he he or sorry. Shine, heat, try to get a comeback off the ground, cut off, and then uh, fire up near uh, throwing muscle or um, throwing uh, shots back at each other, and then the baby face overcomes, and then they do go to near falls. Like that was literally the the match we've seen for a decade in also, this company in the main this- event. This this biggie is not a star either on that level. There will be people also, this kind of links with the Bianca thing. There will be people that will not admit this, but he's, honestly, he's looking worse he's than Kofi Kingston. He's not a main event star. And the reason why he's not is because it took so damn long. Yep. He's damn near 36 now, if he's not already 36. And he had to watch Bray Wyatt win the belt before him. This is damn near five years ago, James. Twice. Like Bray Wyatt won it twice. Like uh like every literally everyone won the belt before him. So like he finally gets it. Y'all know they don't care about that number two WWE championship. They're throwing it on him in, you know, hopes of hot shotting some shit. It's probably died on the vine as these ratings for raw just look worse and worse and worse and worse. Um so they're going to blame him as a failure that they set up <laughs> and it's like what the fuck happened here like and like, this is the stuff we were talking about last year when like he was an IC champion he kept having matches over and over and over again with Paulo Cruz is like he beat this man like a drum move on to something interesting nah got to got to have him lose at WrestleMania to fucking out of nowhere random random uh Dez X Machina uh Commander Aziz out of nowhere yeah like I, I hope that finish gets like abolished for all time. Person that ha- that we've never seen before has nothing to do with your match shows up and interferes in your match <laughs> in the third at the very last fucking second of my match. I hate that fucking finish. It always drives me nuts. So like so Roman beats him, the crowd just goes, huh? And then they're like, Well, the rock might 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 come out, so let's 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 wait and see what happens. Then all of a sudden, you start seeing that thing in the corner of the screen, like copyright W. Whoa, the show's over. Where's the rock? Oh, there's now, no rock. Now, keep mind, this is the main. <laughs> keep mind, this is the main roster. NXT, you still had some hope until it finally went black because Tommaso Shawn might come through and lay your ass out with a crutch, right? But not yeah. WWE. Once that logo goes up, that is the endo. So, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Uh, went black, and I was like, "Yo, all these, so all let's these get rock to it. tributes all night." They they came out here and sucked this man's dick from the back the whole night, the whole night. They were saying, "Rock, please, Rock, we love you, Rock. We we miss when you used to be around here in 1996, 1997, 1998. You know, we miss you wrestling against Stone Cold and Triple H and John Cena and everything else like that." Then they they set all this shit up. They sell these tickets based on this speculation. You know they're probably feeding the dirt sheets, saying you know rocks the plans the rock and you know whatever. You can put it on the record. And so everyone gets it out there. 
they do all this like you know just just playing into it right and it's not even like <laughs> and obviously the obvious comparison is like what cm punk and AEW did with the first dance and everything like that and i just find it funny and i i salute the rock i'm not angry at the rock for not showing up like i'm happy that the rock basically told them yeah uh, i'm not coming and y'all can do what you want and this is what they chose to do because they look like hoes they look like they were full of desperation. They look like they they have no other plan but to bring the rock back, which was their plan ten years ago, James. So yeah, yeah, but at least he showed up that time in ten years ago, and when it did big, 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 big money shows, right? Like until the network and these TV deals, like the biggest shows in Gates in the company's history with John Cena, right? Um, so this is a conversation I had with Tanya on on Twitter, like. Out, out in front, in front street, like sitting back and forth with RT, not like some DM shit, right? She says, and I'm not gonna lie, it, it's gonna be uh, uh, sorry. She's like, it's gonna be fucked up if, if Dwayne don't show up, right? And I was like, he just made me realize that it's his 25th anniversary of since his debut. I, I didn't realize until she mentioned it. Um, and then she said, like, was WWE, this before the show? This before the show. This, okay. this is hours before the show. And then she says, uh, WWE's been talking about it for weeks. And I say, damn. So it could just be the knowledge in their history in good faith. And then when he doesn't show up, folks will be met, will be let down. And I say, dot, dot, dot. Hope they got a video message to play from The Rock. Because the easiest way to just nip that shit in the bud and say The Rock ain't going to be there is, you say, this is a 25-year thing of The Rock. And at the beginning of the show, he comes, he shows on video and he, you know, he does a promo for two minutes, however long and move on. And everyone knows right there from jump street. They got a pair from the rock. They just show him rocks some love and show some highlights of the rock 25 years and get the fuck on. They didn't do that. And I'll continue with this conversation. So Tanya says, yeah, a lot of people's nights be ruined if he doesn't appear in the arena because they want a confrontation with his play cousin. And our response was, I figured that that was being saved for 39 LA, not 28. And I figured they're going to give us uh, Brock again versus Roman because they don't care about us. So, um, yeah, man, like they knew what they were doing because if any other promoter on earth, if they were having putting someone's shit on there that and laying it down that thick for an anniversary for somebody and then don't show up, they would at least get a video message from them to so them to call in, do a little video, send it over. And and then we play it for the people, and they can have their their moment. And they say, you know, they had a special moment with the Rockets. He cut this great promo, and and you know, and talked about you know, it's a seven dollar. Is it? Was it three dollars? Five dollars? Seven dollars? It's always bucks. odd numbers. Seven always, bucks. Okay, because I could swore he said three dollars one time. Another time he said five. Or maybe I'm confusing. I'm mixing up the Eddie Kingston story or the Ricky Stark story. Whatever, it don't oh. matter. So anyway, a lot of broke ass wrestlers. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a little wrong. Sorry. So anyway, um all they had to do is get a video message and all that and no one can say anything about you misled us da, 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 because no, we got a video message up front, let y'all know immediately this is a to honor the rock, one of the greatest stars in the history of this business, in this industry. And and nobody can be mad at them if they did that. So that's not what they did though. They kept we got Vision Man pushing this shit that The Rock gave him a hundred million dollar fucking egg. We got all night, all these videos. We have a battle roll in honor of the of The Rock. That don't even make sense, right? <laughs> right. He hey, shows. Hey. And then he, 
And then he doesn't show up. So it's like, oh, I know what it is. You were doing all this shit for weeks. You were teasing people that Rock would be there. And ultimately, he did not show up. And your fallback is going to be, well, we never advertised him. Fuck you. Fuck you. Dylan says the Fed Defense Force came crazy with the defenses on this one. Man, I heard so many people saying they never advertised the Rock. I heard so many people lying and capping for Vince McMahon. Stop this. He doesn't care about you. <laughs> Name me another TV show you watch where they feature an actor or an act or an or a uh, or a person and talk about their return and talk about the history they meant to a uh, to a show and then they don't eventually show the fuck up. Name me another show that does that. Yo, like they look so sorry. Like, like when we be talking about people, man, that's that's a sorry person. Like, like they looked so just sorry for for what they did. Um, with just how lame they look. Like, just, take, just Rich, I got one. I take it back. You know when they actually do that when they show people over and over and over, and they don't actually show up in episodes on TV shows. That's when they right. died. That's right. In dramas where the person has already died. That's right. I, I'm, I hate to tell you this, but The Rock is alive and well. He's out here rapping in these streets lately. Yes. You know, it, it's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> Put in the work. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I just can't believe that they showed up to New York. New York, and this uh, this is a tale to tape. So, like, we saw the Arthur Ashe show, saw this, and we're seeing the Long Island show. Uh, the UBS Arena stuff where they're getting dog-walked into ticket sales. Like, New York is AEW country now, and they led people on with this rock thing to try to fill that building, I feel like. And we saw the next night on Raw, there was like 4,000 people there in the Barclays. There are more people that are showing up to get Kyrie Irving in there than (laughs) than, than to show up to watch Monday Night Raw. (sighs) Speaking of Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins. (sighs) Yeah, Seth, Seth. Um, Okay, so my question is: Do you know anything about what happened with uh, the egg on on Friday or not Friday on Monday? Because I I don't okay. know what it led Check to any of, any of that through through interpreting this on Twitter. So Vince Man threatens to fire everybody if he doesn't get the egg back. So are you wait 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 wait? He threatened on air to fire the talent. Yes, yes. Rich and then all the t- yes, Rich, exactly. He's already <laughs> doing that, not on air. Exactly. Oh so God. what a he wow, um there, there are a bunch of people tearing up the back, but it comes out that Austin Theory stole the egg or whatever, and it was like I was trying to steal it to for for whatever reason, like to get attention or something like that, right? So Vincent Mann rewards him for stealing the eggs. Right? Yes, and we're gonna reward you with a championship match or whatever. So yes, this white man stole and got rewarded for it on television, James. Yes, that that was the lesson of this story. If you steal, you will get rewarded in WWE land. James has ripped his headphones off. He is in disbelief. So fucking stupid. (laughs) 
okay. So and then, and then Biggie probably it took a distraction finish to then beat Austin Theory. Wait a second. You telling me that he got a title match after that? Yes, that was like he he basically rewarded him for having the guts to steal it or whatever with a championship match. Um, so he gets the title match and loses to Big E. A two day story about the eggs. Uh, JML says a Austin Theory wanted a selfie and got scared by the security. Um, yeah, it, it's all fucked up, but um, Seth Rollins. So <laughs> he's walking to the back, and then you know he the cameraman is kind of in front of him. He's obviously doing his you know sad walk out the ring or angry walk out the ring. Some nigga comes around the corner when he comes <laughs> and charges him, spears him like Ray Lewis sacking the quarterback. Seth tries to put him in a headlock. Dude kind of wiggles out. And security swarms in. Seth's like trying to get up. Yells, come on, boy, at him. Um, and they haul that dude out of there. It was um it was it was funny. I'm sorry. I was laughing. Um uh, the way he just caught Seth. I thought Seth might have had a little bit of like I he didn't see him. But if Seth would have saw him, I think he probably could have sprawled him or like olayed him. But it was it's too late. Let's just say that. Um, apparently, this is a whole thing where this person was doing it for the bloodline. He had a bloodline shirt on. Um, he had been scammed out of some money talking to a fake Seth Rollins. He went found a way, I guess, you know, over there. Like, I don't know how he breaks through and gets that far, but he did. This man got a, a running start. This man got a 40-yard dash off the ground before he, he jumped on Rollins. Um, I figured that um, if this was Bill Watts, Bill Watts would have fired Seth Rollins on the spot. Shout out to my man, Velge Bracca. He said, in that case, Kagetsu also would have fired Seth Rollins on the spot since she is much like Bill Watts. Um, <laughs> so, so um, I don't know, man. What, what, what you think about this, Jens? Because, you know, I feel like I, I didn't know this was a case of Seth Rollins not commanding respect. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Stuff like this, I, you know, I don't get down with stuff like that. Like, if they had, like, because you don't know what anyone has when they run up on you, right? So, right. obviously, you know, you can say the whole lot about, well, there's metal detectors or whatever else. But at the same time, like, I mean, we, we, it, it like, don't for, take a for, genius for to me, beat that shit. For me personally, right? Right, right. And for me personally, like, there are stories that kind of just, like, always left a, left a, a mark on me. Um, at a young age, like in one was the the um, Lim Bias story, like this dude is supposed to be better than Jordan. He takes cocaine, he snorts cocaine, and on his draft night he drops dead. Like I've never done drugs in my entire life because because I've been scared to, to, to death because of that story. Right? I understand how ridiculous that is, but still, that's just that's me. Like another story is like the Monica Sella story, where like in the middle of a fucking tennis match, someone jumps in, jumps jumps out and stabs her. So mm-hmm. like 
stuff like that with me, I, I don't, I don't have that room for play. And I don't find, uh, the humor in that. Um, when people do that kind of stuff, like, I mean, there was, wasn't there a person at AEW crowd either this year, or last year to try to jump in during Jericho's promo or MJS promo. Yeah. It was a dude trying to jump up there and he was running in like on behalf of like Jim Cornette or something like yeah. that. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. That deal so, was. so when stuff like that happens, I'm always just like, I <laughs> hope I, you know, like the person that wanted to run up and enter and join these fest in these festivities when you are not a part of the act, like, when they when they get a hold of you and they stomp your ass out, I hope they get every lick. And like when, when dude um, tackled Brett, Brett at the fucking um, Hall of Fame speech, when they st- when they tuned his ass up, I was like, yes, I hope that I, I hope I hope that that high C note plays on that guitar. So yeah, um, I, I just that that kind of stuff kind of like it irritates the fuck out of me. Um, but like, yeah, you want? Do you still want to play this stupid this game? Because I. I like between, nah. okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, um, yeah, man, I just, uh, I'm just, ha- I'm just happy that like nothing, nothing crazy, super crazy happened besides just the fact that a fucking random fan decided to tackle Seth Rollins in the middle of fucking Monday Night Raw. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with people. Like the whole story about, uh, about you know some business transaction or whatever else. Like I, I don't know how that dude's not in jail still. Yeah, like, who posted? Who, Look, there is rich, rich. I love you like family. I will not post your bell on no stupid shit like that. <laughs> I'm telling you right the fuck now. Yeah, man. Um, I'll tell you the difference between me and that gentleman. Like, you want to do start, no stupid shit like look, that? I'm just saying. Like, this I was gonna is, say. I, I, say, I know I, I know I shouldn't have to. T- I know that I don't have to tell you that, but for the sake of the joke, I'm going to tell you that in front of these people. Well, I got another like I got okay. another job. I was gonna say, you know, it starts with our hairlines. Um, like obviously that brother don't care about much. Like oh, with wow. the way his his hairline was, you know, um, all that. So yes, Jeremy brings up a great story. Um, so he said, Rich, do you remember when we saw Kyle O'Reilly kick a fan in the head when he rushed into the ring on the Largo Loop? I do remember this. So. Um, I actually, so yeah, so it was an NXT Tampa dude got in the ring or whatever. Kyle O'Reilly dudes on the apron. I think he steps in Kyle O'Reilly charges and flashes across the ring. It's like a six man tag or whatever. So there's a bunch of bodies out there. Mm -hmm. Kyle O'Reilly fucking Yakuza kicks this man, like Masahiro Chono, like straight in the face, like, and drops him. And then they hauled his ass out of there. She was great. I remember when I think it was some segment with Austin and, and Triple H where like someone tried to jump in the ring and it was and Linda and Linda was in the ring. And Linda McMahon was in the ring. And and Triple H beat the fuck out of this guy that was trying to get in it was trying to slide in underneath. And like I remember I remember I don't know who had the story. It might have been Cornette talking about like beating up fans or whatever and having to, you know, gimmick the racket or whatever else to get try to be able mm-hmm. to get through people uh in mid south and shit. But he was like the time to get some, like he said, the time to get when somebody when they trying to when they in the ropes or or trying to get or trying to get underneath the ropes because like they vulnerable, they don't know how to, and also wrestlers don't non wrestlers don't know how to get in the ropes and, and maneuver and manage through them or whatever else, and that's when you tee off on the ass. So like I remember Triple H one time being the fuck out this one guy uh, doing a promo, and I remember I think it was awesome. Like was like you ain't gonna be that you ain't gonna be able to do that kind of shit to me or whatever on this promo, and I was like yeah. <laughs> They <laughs> fucked that dude up. Like I'm, I'm like I'm one of those people that's like, 
when streakers do all that shit and like and like you see like the the the, the quote unquote hit stick getting put on by security, I'm kind of like I take kind of glee out of that because like you know you weren't supposed to be out here. There's no you yep. know this ain't your time. People did not pay to see you. Same <laughs> like what the fuck are you trying to do? What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you proving? So yeah, like. Yeah, but buddy, buddy was saying but, he was doing doing it for Roman and, and the bloodline, and um, I saw I saw lots of Roman uh, super fans disavow that man. Yeah, yeah, he has like, been kicked. Look, he has been kicked out. Of he's the tribe. on y'all side. He's on y'all side. <laughs> I mean, hey, and this is what I'll say. I saw the Roman fans and on my timeline. I saw people blaming it on AEW. I saw them disavowing him fast, and I've seen uh, white people disavow uh, family members that are that were in on January sixth. So that'll tell you something about how 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 this shit works. (laughs) Yeah, man. We talking about wrestling? They out here trying to they out here trying to charge the fucking capital. Let's let's flip the script. Uh, AEW. Um. Yeah, uh, AW Dynamite first uh, show after uh, the pay per view. Our site full gear, after full gear. That and yeah, that was a this was a really good show. Um, yeah, I didn't see Rampage. Ramp- but, I really like Rampage. Um, yeah, we'll we'll start with AW. So uh, Kenny opens up with the Bucks and Cole in the back. He uh, basically says he hasn't watched the tape back. But he lost, and he's going to have to go away for a little bit because you know he's going to fix some stuff, um, and he's going to he trusts them to hold it down. Uh, Cole jumps in it with the cleaner. I got this. Pops uh, the internet community with the cleaner. I got this stuff, and Kenny looks at that man. He was like, "I appreciate that, but like I really wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the Bucks. You know, the Bucks going to hold it down essentially." So um, from there, uh, Kenny has that was his write off. Um, lots of surgeries due for him. Uh, it, they made it sound like he would be ready in February, but I doubt it. Uh, I feel like he's gonna be out for a while. Um, like if he if he's getting surgery on a torn labrum, he's not gonna be back in, in February. Hell no, he'll be uh, lucky. He's to be got, back. He'll be lucky to be uh, back in before the summer starts. He's got the knees. He's got a hernia. Um, he's got just a myriad of injuries. Like in like. The best bout machine, like, it's a nickname, right? But, like, to go as long as he did with, like, all that stuff that needed, like, surgery was, like, Kobe-esque, like, playing with a broken hand type shit. But, like, your whole body, like, the vertigo shit, like, that, I don't think that shit's ever going to heal. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how vertigo works or anything, um, but. From from what I've heard when people that have had vertigo it, uh, stuff, like, that's, like, a neck thing. Like, basically, uh... Basically, your neck is fucked up, so then your br- so then your uh, your neck starts sending your brain these signals that like so your equilibrium's all fucked up and the door- and room is spinning. So like he might have to- they might have to go into his neck and figure something out first. Yeah. So um, like that man's wrestling on the. Let, WCW let me phrase that. They might, they might have to go into his neck again because they've gone into his neck before. Like he's got that uh, WCW uh, Saturday Night Worldwide like spinning ring type type deal going on. So uh, he probably won't be around for a while. So uh, I'm I'm not happy about that. Obviously, we're not going to get you know, the Omega and Vikingo match uh, from AAA. That'll probably happen sometime next year. He made it clear that he is planning to go back. He did vacate the AAA belt. Um, 
but he made it clear he wanted to go back. Have there, they announced so. the match that's replacing that yet? Because I heard something like it's going to be some multi-person multi match. Multi-man. I think the first person that got announced for it was Samurai Del Sol. So okay. there's going to be more people getting okay. added in. Um, Is yeah. that his first trip to uh, AAA? I don't know. Okay. I'll look. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they cut from Kenny and uh, they go right into Hangman Page coming out. Uh, with the Dark Order, they bring him out. He's wearing the belt around his waist, so he does answer the question. Uh, I, I wondered if he was a belt wearer or a belt like uh, put it over the shoulder kind of guy. He is you think about that kind of stuff. Yes, always. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you got to hold the belt with honor. You know. <laughs> wow. So. Um, then uh, uh basically uh you know he's talking and you know happy and getting hometown love and all that stuff and then uh he mentions Brian Nelson is next Nelson comes out basically starts uh saying you know um you know I'm ready for you you know and um he starts like kind of like leaning into being a heel for this and um he did not turn heel by the way people i i've heard a lot of people just like run with this and i couldn't think that's farther than the truth like um this is clearly a face versus face view where one person is leaning in to make the dynamic work hangman is the babyface world champion you're not going to do it with with him Um, i don't understand how people don't understand this in AEW, considering like the most people's most people's idea of the best match in the company's history was the Young Bucks leaning hill for Kangman versus Kenny Omega. Is this is, is this goes. such a is this such a hard lesson to learn? I I I don't get it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but Brian uh, Brian Danielson basically um, comes out and he's saying I'm gonna run through every member to Dark Order. Um, you know, all this stuff about cowboy shit, like it ain't really sounding like wrestling to me, you know, <laughs> like, like, where's the, you know, you're wearing a, you're wearing jeans and a leather jacket and leather boots right now. Like I'm ready to wrestle, whatever. He basically challenges them uh, to do it. And uh, hey man says, I'll fight you right now. It doesn't matter. Um, they have Brian basically get them out of that by saying, I don't want any excuses for when you lose or whatever, because you know, you're, you're, you're wine and whatever. Um, he's like, you're not dressed to compete, and when you are, you know, I'm going to beat you, essentially, mm-hmm. for it. Um, I saw all this stuff, and I was just cracking up laughing, um, you know, in the crowd. Like, you know, he mentioned WrestleMania, gets booed yep. uh, when, when he says that. He basically also says uh, Virginia would boo, they would boo a hard work. Uh, it was funny because he had the crowd, like, hating him. Like right. after it was, it was, and he got a really kick out funny. of it. That's why he said that line about y'all would hate hard work because it's like they didn't say that, but the shit just sounds funny to throw that out there. Um, yeah, man, he's excellent, and um, like there oh, is no, there I have is one no question, James. Sorry, go ahead. I have one question when Daniel Bryan is sawing through the dark, dark order, like uh, like Michael Myers's knife through bodies, uh-huh. like. What is Hangman going to be doing besides looking on in horror? Taking to, to the back, maybe maybe getting the uh, the cold pa- the, or the cold spray and in, in the uh, the heat pad for the for the back of their heads. I think it dropped on it. Because I gotta say, if he if Brian Daniels is coming out here every week murking these these geeks, and then Hangman just sitting there not wrestling or doing anything uh-huh. like that, it's gonna look awfully weird. 
Yeah. Um, in a hurry. Yeah. I, and I, they're not going to be in Virginia every week. Right. Um, I think, well, obviously, Brian's getting what Moxie was going to be doing. Like, he was going to be Moxie turning through these guys. Uh, so he's added it. And that, that's, that's fantastic. Like, because in the before, because like in the middle of the Evil Uno match, I was like, I want him to beat every single one of the Dark Order one by one. And then he, after the match, he picks up Mike and says, I'll be whooping every single one of them one by one. And it was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I, it's like, I think it, and it happens. Fantastic booking. Five stars. So, um, for me, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be a, an asshole after you know. Um, Heyman, Heyman finally had his moment and all this kind of stuff, but it's like they got to do something because, like, if he just mows through these dudes, he keeps cutting these promos like this. Like a lot of people gonna be looking around and be like, "Hey, man, why don't you go ahead and just you know flip, flip the title?" So uh, he better he better be he better put his fucking working boots on and get his ass out there and uh, and and start. Wrestling like these are fucking uh, stump campaigns. He gotta get his name out there. Yeah, and enough just to be the president. You you up for re-election right the fuck now? Quick, it's yeah. amazing. Like yeah, some say four years. Bullshit, three days. <laughs> yep, you know time. To look, you know time. Time. Yeah, it, yeah. It, the bill comes is, due but, quick. But look, quickly. ultimately, ultimately, all jokes aside, this is the best thing for him. Either he gonna, either he gonna, uh, he gonna either, rise the fuck up. Either he's gonna drown and get ate up by by like you mentioned, uh, uh, uh Brian Danielson is, is, is not. He is he is the best. He is a great white white shark as you described him. Either either he gonna uh, get ate up by the great white white shark or he is gonna learn how to run with the big dogs for real this time. So this is the best thing for him. He this is a trial by fire right now. Look, this is the first time the the he he's away from the elite. He's like this person is here to get himself over. He ain't necessarily here to get you over. Like, <laughs> like you know, he'll, like he's gonna he'll try. Lose, look, look, he'll probably lose to to Hangman. Oh yeah, he definitely right. Like he's gonna try to get him over on the side, but like his Dan Bryan concern is like having good ass matches. Yeah, so it's gonna be you know. I hope you're ready, Hangman. So, um, yeah, Tomohiro Ishii making his debut. Um, with Orange Cassidy against a butcher and the blade. I don't think this is any kind of great match or no, anything. No. It was more or less a showcase that well, Ishii can bring uh, in a hot tag situation. And like, I gotta say came in crowd kind of knew who he was, but he, it wasn't like, like if this had been in like Los Angeles or Chicago or, um, or New York, he would have got a much larger reaction, but comes out and he gets a decent reaction. People know who he is, but not going crazy. And then like he's doing the wrestling stuff, and he's doing the no selling, and then he starts putting um, Butcher in the corner and does it. You know his classic chop elbow, chop elbow, and then by the time he did the brain buster off the top rope, people were people were like, "This guy's fucking good." Yeah, he <laughs> is real fucking good. He's the third. He's the third best wrestler like this decade, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that guy, that, that Ishii guy's real good. No fucking shit. Yeah, um, yeah, I got to see Ishii and Big Butch, so uh, I was very happy. Yeah, um, uh, so Butcher got hurt, right? He did. He tore his biceps in the match, so he'll probably be gone for a while. So more singles, the blade. Get ready. Get your tape decks ready. Remember how good that worked the last time. 
Look, yeah. Um, after that, we had a Sheeta and Nyla Rose match, and I thought they worked very hard, and they had a pretty solid match here. Um, I think it was their second best match together. Same. Yeah. Um, really good match. Um, yeah. Sheeta goes for the chair spot, um, you know, where she goes on the outside and sets the chair down and jumps off with the, with the uh, jumping knee. Uh, Nyla cuts it off, and then she goes to basically um, – cannonball flip off the apron through the ladder. Sheeta moves and uh, Nala just lit up that chair and crushed it. Um, at one point, she ends up setting up and ultimately, like, Sheeta has the upper hand like she has a match one and then um, Serena who apparently was sitting at ringside no one that clocked her or saw her, none of that, shows up and um, attacks Sheeta's knee. Um, Nala grabs that knee after she sees Sheeta gra- uh, clutching it in pain and straps on a stretch muffler and she immediately taps out the crowd gasps um, good story storytelling for um, the tournament continues yeah. the uh, and you know she didn't Serena got, got surrounded again so I'm in for this that tournament has been booked exceptionally so far um, <clears throat> from this so the matches that were in the first round, and they're just going to keep rolling right through. And I think it actually, um, like they're doing the one or maybe like two matches a week on it, and I think it's actually a good pace because it's like they're not rushing the the tournament necessarily for the sake of hey, we need to wrap the tournament up. It's like everything is like happening kind of for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I like that. <clears throat> um, MJF comes out because of promo. Also, he cut a promo earlier in the night, basically saying, hey, uh, for all the non-believers, uh, I'm a great fucking wrestler. Uh, y'all can kiss my ass, hold my dick, everything. Uh, you did your little Mark chance, which is pretty funny. He said that. Um, <clears throat> and he basically like was saying, yo, I'm going to be the next world champion. And they specifically brought that man out in Virginia tonight to start cutting his mm-hmm. promo. So that's something to look at. Then all of a sudden... Chicago made punk comes out crowd lose their shit. Twitter blows up. We all we punk versus MJF is something that I think everybody is kind of booked uh, because of the talking ability. And now both guys are coming off uh, pretty good matches, great matches at full gear. And um, punk rolls in max introduces himself. CM Punk with this fucking grin on his face. Can't believe this guy. Clearly knows who this man is. Clearly knows the audience has seen this picture of MJF with as a kid with him. And he rolls the fuck out the ring. <laughs> What'd you think of this? Um, really enjoyed it because you know there's gonna be like four thousand promos between the two over the next month or so. So um really enjoyed it. Um like the time wasn't right now for another promo. Like they just did the like if they did that, it kind of I don't want to say it steps on what happened with Bryan's and Danielson and um uh Hangman earlier in the show. But it's like time and place. They'll get their time. They'll do their awesome thing, and people love it then. So um I, I thought it was a nice touch. Like he comes out basically like you do all you're doing all of this. All of this, all of this, all of it. And I come out and you stop. You want to shake my hand. I don't want to shake your fucking hand, guy. And walks to the back. Like, I'm not impressed. Just, I'm just not straight up. Not impressed. Not at all. All those heaters you got. The match you won over Darby. And also, like, last few reviews, they both beat Darby. So they have something to also throw that in with that. And then, like, 
that I'm sure that'll be that'll factor into the promos. Like, I beat him clean. You had to fucking cheat. So, um, yeah, like it's gonna be fun to see. Like, uh, winter is coming, maybe. Or do you think you hold it off till January? I think you gotta hold. Uh, I think you hold it off till January, personally. Okay. But um, winter is coming. Did get announced this week? It was like December fifteenth or something, yeah, 15th, right? Fifteenth. So I, I don't know. Um, I'm glad they're doing it again. Yeah, they. Um, this this has a chance to be a, a seminal rivalry. I think um, you look at Hangman and him being with Brian, and then MJF with Punk. Like these are like mirrors like reflecting each other like you're saying like the, the young aw stars against like you know the established guys you know your legends or whatever and that have kind of like you know the the indie powers have landed essentially and they've kind of like stepped in like where omega and moxley are on the sidelines now brian and punk have like just seamlessly like slid into those spaces and um I don't. I'm not really ready to commit to like who should win or anything yet. But you know, naturally, I want to go with the young guy. Mm-hmm. But depends where you where you're going with it. So I, if you're going, if Punk's going up the ladder, he should win. If MJF is going up the ladder, he should win. So, um, I'd probably say that MJF should should win because like I think he's closer to being like the next title contender on pay per view than CM mm-hmm. Punk. So, um. You know, it, it it only takes like th- it only takes like three months to get CM Punk back hot again, and like, and he wrestles almost every single week. MGF wrestles like twice a month, if that. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm going with. Now you mentioned uh, winter is coming. Um, so Rich, last year winter is coming. Um, you had the debut of Sting. Um, is there anybody else that you see? Is there who do you want to debut on Winter is Coming? Nobody. I have one person in particular. And, and it would fit the motif of Winter is Coming. Um I, I don't know who's out there like right now. I'm still like trying to figure out like like I don't think Keith Lee's available yet because of the no, 90, 90 days or whatever. Days. So I look, I've 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 gotten lost in the amount of releases to know yeah, what, who yeah, was yeah. let go where, so that's why I, yeah, I say so no one. That's um, that's like seventy some odd days away for for Keith Lee. Okay. Um, but I know somebody that uh, contract ends on December, I believe, third, for what Dave Meltzer told us. So ah. like, you bring so Johnny Gargano shows up, and winter is coming, and the winter is like the death of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> That is the winter. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But like, Can somebody just, just give me the result. Did Johnny Gargano win his match tonight? Uh, Didn't he have a title match against uh, Carmelo Hayes? And Pete, and Pete Dunn. It was a triple threat match. Oh, he, of course he didn't win. <clears throat> so, I mean, I can look it up. Yeah, so, someone give us the results in, in the chat. Uh, Probably got so pinned. Like, I think there was a War Games match announced. It's going to be him and Ciampa. And teaming up, and there's two other people on his side. Maybe Braun Breaker, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, but um, yeah, okay. He took the pin, uh, apparently. So That's yeah, what he he's do. definitely out of here. That's what he he's, should do. Yeah, Johnny, you know, come on, come on down. You know, we 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 look. Since Kenny Omega's on the sidelines, we can bring Johnny Gargano and Brian Danielson <laughs> to to fill that that those holes. You know that are created. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely go with that. Um, also, Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus the acclaimed. This fucking ruled. 
All right, so we we're now three matches into this. It's official. Like Anthony Bones can really wrestle. He can really really yeah. wrestle. Like he's yeah. a very good wrestler. Um, how good? We'll we'll probably see uh, sooner rather than later. But at the least, his baseline is he's a very good wrestler. And um, Matt's caster. He he's, he's he cuts the rapidity raps so whatever um so like that team is valuable from from a traditional sp- uh, standpoint of they have somebody that's super charismatic they can talk on the mic and they have somebody that can do the work so they're 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 solid from that perspective people but uh, so, let's, people for, never mind that lot. part <laughs> I was gonna say people have made a lot of money in wrestling with less yes. than they have yeah so. yeah yeah um so but never mind that part fuck all that. <laughs> Dante Martin and Leo Rush are fucking awesome together, and um, there's they they I need to see them versus Lucha Bros in the title match. I need I need to see that. Yeah, I, 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 w- I that. would really like to see it. I need to see I, that. I, I want to see them versus the Bucks. Bucks ain't doing nothing. That were they're injured, but uh, whenever they're off injury and they're mid cycle, they they can fight them at the beginning of the year, January, or whatever. Like I um, want to get to the point to where it's like. I don't know when it happens. I don't know how far um, Darius is, but it needs to be a situation where it's like they're getting their title shot and it's coming to close. And then like Darius shows up and it's fucking up the feng shui of the whole operation. And now it's going to, it's going to come down to Leo saying some few, some harsh things to Dante about his brother. And then Dante's going to have to make a choice. Whatever choice he wants to decide, I'm good with, but I think that is, I think that's the way to go. Like have it all, have it all timed out to where like when Don, when Darius comes back is it, it, he could be world, he could be world tag champs or he could start, start over again. And we'll see. Like, I, th- I think that's going to be real interesting when all that starts piling off because they're the fifth pillar, Dante Martin, the, the, the fifth pillar, like it, it's, it's out there. Right? And I'm, I'm hey, about to start you're talking, about, you're talking about the fifth pillar. Leo Rush, what, 27? Yeah. Something like that. That's a fifth or sixth pillar, too, motherfucker. What you mean? What do you say? Like, dude, he's so good. And it's, it's like. Bro, they were doing stuff in this match that, like, I've never seen before. That zigzag cross thing they were doing, I was like, huh? Like, it, it was just like. I've never it seen electric. it done that fast. Yeah. Like, it was electric watching it. And yeah. um, the claim were. In every, it was one of those Adam Cole like performances where they were everywhere they needed to be, while these dudes were doing all the flying around <laughs> and everything like that. But um, uh, this is another signature win um, for Dante Martin and Leo Russian. Like Leo's been winning, or excuse me, Don, well Leo and Dante have been winning. Dante was out there losing and <laughs> losing and losing spectacularly and losing, and then Leo Rush shows up and now he's winning and winning and winning, and I hope he keeps winning and winning and winning until his brother comes back and he has a choice to make. That's that's the that's gonna be the real you know the real test. That's gonna be like people are gonna be like, what, what is he gonna do? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Because look, man, I, I'll be real with you. Sorry, Darius. <laughs> Sorry, Darius. Shouldn't have got hurt. Shouldn't have got hurt. He didn't know he's Terrible. out there. He didn't know Leo Rush. Well, the hey, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. You, you brothers, but I'm sorry. You got to be brother Marty. Brother Marty Janetti. I'm sorry, bro. It happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. Like, 
It, it be like that sometimes. Sometimes you get. Sometimes plans change, and the plans better than you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It happens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We gotta find something else for you. We gotta find something else for him. We got. We got to. This is nah, too you know good. what you do. Look, trios. You know you trios. No. No. Trios. No. We can't do. We can't do top flight and Leo. So so you do so you do this you know if you had Dante you want to go with Leo you know you bring Swerve in and, and you go put with, him with Darius but can Darius rap though? Oh, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not I was just joking. I'm not serious. Right. But it's, it's just like, but can he rap though? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, sure. And then eventually you get the the, the reconciliation between the brothers. Eventually, somewhere down you know. the line, yeah, yeah, like yeah, let's start building up our own, you know, our own, you know. Elaborate most most of your storylines amongst you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But there was a, a theme that I didn't even notice on this show. Oh yeah, uh, I missed it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, at, at this show, I, I thought to myself, or actually, let's go to is it Jay Lethal? Yeah, the main next event. Time? Yep. The main event: Sammy Guevara versus Jay Lethal. A great match. Bro, they wrestled like that's the most inspired cool. I've seen Jay Lethal wrestle since at least 2019. Um, like that match against Taven when he put Taven over. That's the last time I've, I've seen him really like wrestle like flat out like that. Um, and, that, and I think he was better in this match than that. So, yeah, man, he wrestled like he, like he can't go back. He really did. He wrestled. Bro, that asshole. was like it was like from the opening bell, like the the opening sequences. I was like, oh, he didn't come to fuck around. Yeah, like that like man the, came with a point to prove. Like they, it was like he heard start- the noise, he the pressure, the main event spot, mm-hmm. title match. People may not have seen him in a while. Yep. Like, there's a lot going on that's surrounding yep. Jay Lethal. But he made it a, a lot more difficult. I said, Like, if you came in there and sucked, it would have been easy to just, like, start, you know, dismissing him. And, like, it's just like, huh? Because I was not excited about Jay Lethal, like, coming in. I was like, you know, I was I, ranking it like a Bobby Fish kind of thing. But, no, yeah, this yeah. is not the case. Um, I was rank- I was <laughs> clocking it as, like, look, man, um... As good as he was, he's still not as good as like peak as NXT Riddle, and I don't rock with NXT Riddle. Um, mm-hmm. So I, my I, my my thoughts don't really change. Like, there's way too much, there's way too much stuff going on around him for me to be comfortable with, with uh, signing him if I were if I were Tony Khan. They're gonna sign him. He get, they gave him opportunity and he went and dropped fifty. So. Um, they're going to sign him. It is what it is. Oh, he's already signed. Okay, he's well, already, there you go. He's already signed. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, he keeps that up. He'll get over. He'll sell merch, whatever else. They'll feature and, and him. And people in the building do I, not care about this shit. Like, yeah. Like, he showed up, got cheered on Sunday, killed it on the show, crowd going nuts. And it's like, how big is this internet thing? Like, I don't know what needs to happen, like, as far as, like, who it needs to be addressed by. I don't even know if it needs to come from Jay. I don't even know. I don't even know if it needs to come from the company, the, the accusers, like, like he might've like solved one problem and created another kind of, but, but like, I feel like something has to happen eventually. Like, I feel like as long as I know something's coming, like I, I'll feel comfortable with it. It does feel weird. Like enjoying like him wrestle like that as much because it's like, Fuck it, like it's like man, like like why watch R- Matt Riddle for example? Now I'm like, damn, like this guy was like one of my favorite wrestlers before, like and I yep. would like really like go hard like mm-hmm. during his match, really enjoy him, and then like it was like Jay Lethal was like, 
yeah, you're not even really a fan of me, but I'm about to wrestle my ass off and like get you into it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I felt really weird watching that match. Like, but it was a great match. And Sammy was like, Sammy was good. Sammy, like the, that boy's good. They, they they had the match from like basically the opening bell when they basically started doing some high speed championship high speed level shit. Um, then it they slowed down. Eventually, got to a normal a normal pace. But um, like the whole match was working around like Sammy hurt his his uh, his ribs and midsection um, doing that Matt or that that Hardy like uh, Swanton. Off the top of that big ass ladder through a uh, through someone on a table, um, and yeah, <laughs> and um, he was working over his ribs at a certain point, and then like uh, he hit the or he went for a flip through a uh, through uh, the announce table and he ended up crashing through it, and he looked like it, and it was reminiscent of what happened with Darby with the with the TNT title where he was so injured beating up and then Miro picked the, the bones more or less, so he's like. It's the day after he had his big match. He's he's damaged. He just went through a table. This could be the end. And then Sammy basically started unleashing knees and end up pitting, putting um lethal away. But like that was a that was a great match. It was. And it told a great story. And like it actually had me believing like they were gonna change the title. It really did. Like, especially like like that the the selling that was brilliant putting that in the picture in picture. Because like you couldn't really get the audio, so you couldn't get the temperature for if this is some type of work or anything. All you had was the picture, and it was like this dude laying there with the doctors. Jay Lethal has this look on his face where it's like, I didn't even see it. Okay, that was I, I that never was, watched picture in picture, bro. That that's what really sold the match for me okay. because like Jamie was right in me. I was saying, sold bro, on it without even seeing it, unless you know like how well they were. He was they like, were he's like, is this real? I and me, I was like, it's a work just because I, mm-hmm. I automatically default to everything being a work, and it was, <laughs> but it was really fucking good work. Mm-hmm. So because I thought that it was like, oh my god, they're gonna stop the match, and then from there that was like the thing, like uh, especially that big dive at the end through the table. It made you think the belt was changing. Like, yeah. and if it's one thing, like some of the uh, some of the title matches in the AW uh, happen, like there's no there's sometimes there's not a lot of predictability or there's not a lot of unpredictability to mm-hmm. it, and that's not always a bad thing. But like when you get something like this, it feels so like uh, engaging. Yeah, I'll say, and it was like I, I felt like I was watching Sammy like take another leap like and i i saw people trying to talk about his title reign already talking about they need to get the belt off of him and all this other shit and it was like bro like what the even fuck? like do y'all remember months? like bro he's had three matches and they were all good yeah, like <laughs> and then it, it was like you, you remember when darby had the belt they were doing the tag team thing through the pay-per-view while he had the belt what happened after that he ran off all those fucking defenses now what do you think sammy guevara is gonna do now like mm-hmm. if this was like the start of like what he's about to do in these main events, like sign me the fuck up. This man was throwing these knees and these V triggers, like it was looking Omega esque with 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 those knees and and the way them shits was sounding off. Them shits looked brutal. Um, finish him with the Lethal go to hell. Bump for like the last one he bumped he, the flip bump for it was just fantastic. It was yeah, um, yeah. I I didn't know Jay Lethal still had that in him. Gonna enjoy his matches a lot. I feel like. Um, and it's gonna be weird. Like, like yeah. it's gonna be like, oh, like it fuck. Is. Um, and, and and the thing is, I think the thing that's like kind of kept it at bay is like, 
Riddle hasn't had a match like that since this shit came up with him. Like mm-hmm. we understand this. We understand. Well, him and Sheamus was I think really the fight good. Pit, the fight pit was yes, right. That's true. That's true. Uh, the fight pit was right right before the pandemic when it went to pandemic and then shit came out. So, um, like so outside of the Sheamus match, we really have not had some match to go off with Riddle where we're just like it's inescapable that this man's having one of the better matches in inside of a company. Um, it, uh, that year, and then you have to like acknowledge like that dude what what he has what 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 he has been accused of doing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's just um, it's a weird situation, and like like he said, like the way that crowd reacted, they don't care. And like I'm not saying that people gotta care or um or feel the way that I feel about it, but like I'm just saying for me personally, I'm, I'm gonna feel weird about like watching that dude on TV because I feel weird about like all them dudes that have that stuff around them on TV. Yeah, um, what hell of a match! <laughs> like, yeah. um, bring on the the the, the, the more TNT TNT uh, title matches. Tony Nese was sitting ringside, looking like he wanted a, wanted a piece of Sammy. Bring it on! Uh, it's like I I feel like I'm seeing a theme emerge among these um, these Sammy Guevara defenses, where he's like he's wrestling against these seasoned wrestlers that are like just gonna make sure that he's like. All he has to be is the human highlight reel that he is, and it's like it's glorious. It is glorious being a Sammy Guevara fan. So, um, yeah, yeah. So um, after that was Rampage, I'll go through it pretty quick. Like the opening match was um, Darby versus Billy Gunn. Like I, I want to say this match went probably like nine minutes, and like Billy Gunn was in control for like eight minutes and thirty seconds of it. Um, basically at the end, Darby got broke free, was able to hit a coffin drop on, on, uh, one coffin drop on Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn kicked it one. He got up again and hit him with another one and, and pinned him for the count. Um, so the match was fine because it's Darby and Darby can sell for forever and do and get thrown around by Billy Gunn, who's gigantic still. Um, and like they told from that perspective, they told a good story, but it's like I, I don't really want to watch Billy Gunn wrestle for nine minutes. I don't give a damn who he's in there with. He be in there with a zoomy. I still won't want to see him for nine minutes. Yeah, man. Like I said, if I didn't know better, I would think that someone was trying to sabotage Darby's reactions by putting him in there with Billy Gunn. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's a one week thing. He's in there with you know. It's it's you know. It's the LL Cool J. I take a muscle bound man and put his face yeah. in the sand because I'm bad. But like you know, it's just a simple thing to do. Whatever. I don't. I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think yeah. he's gonna be saddle wrestling like QT Marshall next week or, or two weeks from now either. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So then you get a um, backstage promo speaking of QT Marshall. Uh, Shivani's back there with uh, CM Punk. Um, QT interrupts him and then he ends up uh he asks him for a match uh in Chicago on Dynamite. And then hmm. like Punk didn't respond. So um then you get a pre-taped interview with Jericho talking up uh, in a circle under circle, getting the win at full gear. Um and then uh Men of the Year responded with their own saying that like top team top American top team will be back. Um just like all true uh super or uh, all true horror villains, like they will return. It ain't over. Yeah, shit ain't over. Much like Stone Cold Steve Austin gets Bret Hart, leave Bret alone. Fuck, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, you beat you. Fuck. 
Yeah. Uh, TBS tournament. Uh, he put your ass to sleep. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, TBS uh, tournament match. Jay versus uh, Red Velvet. Um, I like this match. Um, it showed like their growth from their first ma- their first interactions and like you know the match where they had with Shaq and with Cody and then their own singles match they had before where uh, Jay squashed her. This is like they gave uh, Red Velvet more and like I gotta say like their chemistry. It looks like they probably you know work to get work on this stuff together and train together, but like. Um, they keep this up like they could take this on the road somewhere. <laughs> besides this national, besides national television, they can take this act on the road somewhere. Uh, yeah, like they just have good chemistry. They come up with some really good ideas, and like I gotta say, like when Red Velvet came out there and and brought out the the the, the black mask kick, I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> like you know, you know, I've, already, I've said for a while now, like I would like to see her in like the high, like do a tour and start in like the high speed division or something like that. But like after this, I'm like. She gets six months of stardom, so or if she gets six months of stardom, she come back, she could be great. Like that's how much mm-hmm. I highly I thought of the, her and her movement and stuff in this match. Uh, but at the end, she ends up, uh, Jade ends up uh, getting. I'm sorry, uh, Red Red Velvet ends up getting Jade on the ropes, and then at the end, Jade catches her, cuts her off, and hit drops her with uh, the her finish. Um, so ending the Thunder Rosa promo on Jamie Hader because they end up facing each other on for, on Dynamite. Uh, Tony comes back, interviews CM Punk, and uh, he accepts uh, QT Marshall's uh, <laughs> invite for a fight. <laughs> uh, so then it's announced um, you're, uh, on next Rampage next week, you get Eddie Kingston versus Dan Garcia. Uh, I want to say it was, I think it was on Dynamite this week. They had a backstage had a thing, 2.0, and he's like, and Eddie Kingston's like, you, you let these you let these grown men call you call you son. Uh, I don't respect like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're gonna have a match. That's that should be very good. Um, so you end up getting a face to face interview between the young bucks and um, or, or them basically crying about the, the match they had about they went about Jungle Boy went too far and you know you think you're you think you're an adult now because you had that scruff on your face you're now an adult and then like Chris is like you know he's forever changed now because he's splattered brain cells or whatever else he's a man now I was like that's how you gain manhood yeah. the jungle boy is now jungle man okay you gotta, gotta put gotta beat somebody's head in with the chair <laughs> so yeah so then um so then you begin jungle Ex- jungle Express. Jurassic Express versus uh Cole and, and Fish and they had a very good match and then at the end, uh, shit got too. Shit was get, It's getting. It's getting. It's getting kind of hectic for Adam Cole. He got the fuck out of Dodge, because uh, the young bucks had came out to try to like halfway up the ramp, like going their fear. And then um, Christian chased them out, chased them around the ring with a with a chair. And you know they, they were scared of that chair because they you know they got their brain scrambled. Flashbacks. So, yeah. So. Uh, by the time they got chased around, I know Cole was like, "Oh, this man has a chair. I'm getting, I'm getting out of here." And uh, they left Cole out there. I'm sorry, they left Fish out there to fucking die and die he did. And uh, he ended up getting the pin or getting pinned by uh, I think it was Jungle Boy. He got put in a snare trap. I think uh, he tapped out, and uh, that was the end of Dynamite or not Dynamite, but uh, Rampage. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but I guess there's only one thing left to do, James. Uh, you know, something something also, you know, we enjoy is hitting the music. Hey, 
Okay, so um, last week we gave the pl- the the scenarios going into the final night of Tag League because they had only by the time we were doing the show last week they had only gotten up like the first the red block of the the tournament they had not put up the second block and then the final. Um, so um, long story short. It the play uh the play the way it played out was uh because they tied in the tournament and went to a time limit draw, Hazuki and Kaguma and um Utami and Kamatani ended up tied on the same number of points and also had a draw. So the way they solved that in stardom isn't by going through the twentieth fucking tiebreaker. They have one tiebreaker that is uh wins or loss uh when 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 it's your equal points. They can solve that, so they said, go have another match. So they went out and had another match, and um, Hazuki and Kaguma, uh, I believe it was, yeah, Hazuki ended up pinning, I believe, uh, Kamatani. So um, the next, uh, the the final uh, parts of the tournament uh, ended up going on. Also, one thing of note during the red block, um, it was Kamatani, not Kamatani, uh, basically in the match they had... Um, Hameka and Nasapoi, also eligible to possibly make it to the final, they end up losing after does malfunction at a junction and Hameka accidentally um, knocked Nasapoi's head off with a clothesline and ultimately led to immediately to their loss. So I said that dimension, what we'll talk about when we preview uh, their pay-per-view on Saturday, uh, Tokyo Super War. So, um, so Hazuki and Kuma have advanced out the red block, the blue block, uh, it more or less comes down to Momo and Azumi versus Mayu and Ren. After the end of their long, hard fight, Azumi ends up pinning Ren. Um, and that was the last match of the regular matches. So, like, basically, like, Azumi pins her with a, with a flash finish, pins Ren, and then, like, minutes later, she has to go fight the final against Suzuki and Kaguma. So, match ends up starting with um, minutes later, ends up starting with Hazuki versus um, Momo. They start, then they end up putting in two high, two speedsters. They run around, do crazy stuff. Then you end up getting um, Momo in there with uh, K- I'm a second guess who Kaguma. Kaguma surviving. She fights back. She's able to get Hazuki back in. Hazuki ends up fighting with Momo. They fight to a to they they go cr- have a mini match. It's great. They f- go down. Double down, and then in comes Azumi and uh, Kaguma, and they finish out the rest of the match. And <sighs> these four let the fucking oh man, they let they they threw everything they had into this match. <coughs> they they teased a a, a golden trigger. They uh, they had um, they had Hazuki. I'm sorry, they had uh, Kaguma whip. Uh, Azumi into the corner. Azumi basically, because uh, Momo and Azuki basically had started fighting out on the floor, whipped, uh, whipped. Azumi gets whipped. She ends up triple jumping and diving onto Hazuki on the floor. Um, there are there's like three, three to four head drops between those two in the in the in the opening uh thing. Like it was a great match. Ultimately, Hazuki, I'm sorry, Azumi goes for a um. So goes for a flash finish, um, and 
Kage- I'm sorry, Kagetsu. Kaguma rolls through as she rolls through. Azumi realizes she's rolling through, and she rolls through with her. So it's like a double. Uh, and then <laughs> and then Kaguma kicks out, and then ultimately uh, Hazuki goes to. I'm not sorry, Hazuki, but uh, Azumi goes to run off the ropes, and then like Hazuki murders her in cold blood, and then gives her a brain buster, drops her on her head, and then. And then Kaguma gives her, drops her on her head with a, this high angle German suplex gets to win. Uh, this match is fantastic. I'm gonna give four and a half stars. I love this match. I think, I think quite possibly like this is like the third best match, uh, two versus two uh, tag team match I've seen in Stardom since I started to watch Stardom in 2019. The only match I think are better um, is the title change from uh, Momo in Utami to Jungle and Konami uh, in July of 2019, and then. Um, Back in either or either late January, early February last year, it was Mayu and Kagetsu versus Momo and Jungle, and it was like Kagetsu's last big match in stardom. Um, and I get I don't give it that match at the time, uh, four four and three quarters. That's the best tag match, two versus two tag match I've seen in stardom since 2019, but it's probably tied with that, uh, that um, Jungle and Konami title win of 2019. Like, this match is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I fucked around and watched the wrong match. Yeah. <laughs> so, smart guy. <laughs> no, I gave you the wrong date, so I, nah, it's, it's my fault. I fucked that up. But, uh, but yeah, like... Um, Shout out to Canadian Zudamon. He says, big pause for the stardom review. Bell to bells would never. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not touching that. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, but, um, yeah, so... Um, they're the tag champs. We don't know the situation with Julian, which if and when she'll be back. Um, when she left for the out of the Grand Prix in the middle of the Grand Prix, um, she was telling people that um, the doctor or doctor said that she could be back around the end of the year, beginning of next year. But we know wrestlers tend to lie about their injuries, so we'll see. Um, she'll we see her every. We'll, she shows up at at the Cork and Hall still. So we've so like there's still proof she of life. She's doing commentary. Yeah, she did commentary last pay per view. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So like there's still proof of life. She's still around. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, either what way, I'm trying to figure out is like wh- when does it line up when Shuri's getting her title shot and when Julia comes back. Like what's the like I'm trying to see which one happens first. Um, I don't. I always in my mind, I kind of figure. You know, I think the way she kind of. She, way she kind of put it, and when she was doing talking about her injuries, like she was gunning to try to come back for the uh, Sumo Hall show. So that's 29th of December. The 29th of December, uh, Shuri's in the Red Belt title match at main event. So like them title, them tag titles will not be defended that night, brother. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so like maybe maybe uh, those uh, the first defense will be. Um, at the uh, <clears throat> Nagoya Dolphin Arena show, like their pay per view in January, I think it's the 29th. So maybe they'll be defended then, but I'm not in no particular rush. Like she got a neck injury, so um, like be quite honest, they should have they should have made should have stripped them of the belts, but whatever. Um, so so yeah, I, I guess because the pay per view is on Saturday, we'll we'll talk about the the card and lineup. Tokyo um, Super Wars. Yep, the Tokyo Super Wars. Um, 
So the opening match is a uh, triple threat match for the future belt. It is it is uh, champion Roaka versus my uh, Sakurai and and Waka Sukiyama. Waka. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think I think she's gonna beat the two geeks and, and retain. I don't think it's too much to it. It's just a match to get on the card. In uh, I wonder if she could double suplex them. That's my real little question I have for Roaka as far as this match. She's gonna continue on and she's gonna win this and. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm assuming it's that she's going to drop the belt to uh, Hannon, but we'll see. Yeah, I will take Ruaka as well. Yeah, um, pretty sure I have it. Yeah, so I, I got it here. Oh, we got Azumi not, and Momo. Yep, yep. Against, Azumi and Momo uh, versus uh, versus Unagi and Lady C. Um, oh, one thing I need to bring up at the end of the uh, of the tag league final. After the match, after Ozumi was pinned, Starlight Kid comes out and antagonizes Momo again. And she said, you know, after we had the no- double uh, disqualification, double countout match, I want another match and I want to raise the stakes. So I want to have a loser has to join the other's faction match, which given that uh, Starlight Kid just joined in June in Oedotai, what do you think is going to happen to Momo? I think so, Momo about to suffer. Yeah. So, um, Momo agreed. Um, Momo agreed to it. And um, the rules to this match have been updated. So, um, this pay-per-view that is on Saturday, the next pay-per-view after this is on the 18th of January. On the 18th of January, is going to be Queen's Quest Top 4 versus Kid... Uh, Roaka, uh, Saki, and I can't remember. I'm not recall, I'm not fuzzy on who the fourth person is, but it's Team oh, Taz should try some stuff like this. Like, instead <laughs> of just like trying to strong arm people into the group, it's like they should book like a match. And if you lose, like, that's when you got to join the unit, mm-hmm. you know. That was, that, I think that might be a little more successful for them. I, I don't think in AEW they'd agree to that sort of thing. They'd be like, yeah, how about we agree to these rules for this match? No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't want to go over there. Uh, what are you, chicken? I guess so. I walk Zach away. Zach says Momo is about to carry OT coats like she did for QQ. Q- Q- Q. No, nah, that's not. Or Odell Ty coats. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. It, so it's it's a four versus four match. They haven't given they have, they haven't given the rules to it yet. We don't know if it's an elimination match or what. But either way. Whoever loses loses either Momo or Starlight Kid to the other faction. Um, Mo- yeah, so um, it's it's interesting. I, I had a thought about that because like obviously Momo's going to be in Oedotai. Uh and my thought was like it's really hey, no, interesting. Dude. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's like okay, so in 2018, like it was a th- it was more or less three factions, and like. It was three it was, labels, right? It was it was it was uh, start the Stardom Army with, with Mayu, Mayu Stardom Army, Io Shirai's Queen's Quest with the young with you know almost like the the Io Shirai School for Gifted Youngsters with Hazuki and Azumi and Momo, um, and then you had Kagetsu's Oedotai, and they all had their they all had like their young protege that was supposed to like carry on the torch. Mayu mm-hmm. had Starlight Kid. 
Um, take your pick or whatever you want to say between um, between Queen's Quest, between Hazuki and Momo, but you had that. Um, actually, let's do this. Yeah, Momo take, took the torch first um, of of Momo, or take the torch for EO and was the leader once EO went to WWE, and then you had Hazuki with Kagetsu, and then he, like, none of the three are going to end up, like, reaching that, because all of them are they're different factions. It's interesting, like, Hazuki ends up uh, is not probably gonna be the person that takes over stars. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Canadian Zudwan popping me in the comments. He says EO going from Queen's Quest to Zoe Stark's Quest. Sad. I like Zoe. Zoe can wrestle. It's just she's broke her ace or tore ACL, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, it's just uh, it's just weird. You know, we always talk about the, the choose your path thing. When we talk about like the two thousand. 20 uh youngins where it's like you know the, the sayas and you know um so it's just it's just interesting how like the previous generation like now it's kind of turned turn into their time and the company is like the shit you thought it was gonna be is not gonna be so sweet like shit's gonna flip up and turn and it's gonna be twists and turns along the way um but yeah so um but back to the actual uh, schedule. Shout out to Nagi for um, blessing the timeline. Oh, I saw God. a little earlier I, today. I, I I have no idea what you're talking about. I got them all. I got them all muted. So, uh, so but basically, like I said, all that to say this: like get your, you know, get get your photographs, get get all your memory. This is the last moment of the zombie match you probably ever gonna see, bitch. <laughs> like on this interview, like get like that. Fa- Oh yeah, they're the best tag team. They're, they're everyone's favorite tag team. So what? They're breaking up. So it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Sad shit. Sad shit. I mean, Azumi and Kamatani. They're they're gonna be a good tag team, but they don't. They're not gonna be Azumi and, and Momo. Just won't won't be the same. But uh, they had a great you one. A, you got a question? Um, he said, "Do y'all think anybody from AEW could go over for a Stardom tour and become faction members like TJ and Stars?" Um. He said Layla was in one of the factions before, and so was Jamie. Um, I think they would have to actually open communication with AEW and Stardom, because as far as I know, like there's no real relationship. There, there. The last I heard was it was when um, Rossi was on Chaco Talk um, to help promote uh, the Budokan Hall show. He was like, basically, what happened was like Nanai showed up to talk with Emmy and um and um I can't remember the uh, the guy that does the English commentary for for Gato Move, but. Um, he was basically translating the conversation. So then I showed up and they were talking for like an hour and they were talking about like old shit. So it was like, I was in cause I was trying to find out some shit that I didn't know about like old Joshi. So, and then like the next day, all of a sudden he was like, Oh, you can do that. And then Rossi pulled up and like, like talked for like two hours with, uh, with Amy Sakura. So, uh, that was cool. And he was, and like they asked and like, he was at, you know, they were translating questions and someone asked, like, so what's the, you know, communication between you and AEW and, like, Rossi, like, there is no communication. There is no lines of communication. Um, not saying that that's going to be forever. Not saying that that won't possibly change. But keep in mind, like, Brandy was in 08 Otai. Brandy Rhodes was in 08 Otai at one point. Uh, yeah. Jamie was in 08 Otai. There's been talent. Riho was in stardom, right? As a, yeah. you know, she was a high-speed champion. Like, so... Um, it's not like they, they're unfamiliar with what they have there, but right now, there are no Gaijins in stardom. The last Gaijin in stardom was B when she left for uh, NXT UK. And no, and, no like, that was, and that was someone that was living <laughs> in Japan. What do you say? No whites. <laughs> you <sick. laughs> 
<laughs> but, 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 but my point is like, right now, they're not doing the visa thing to get people in, in the stardom yeah. right now. And like once, you know, some of these restrictions have died down, I'm sure they want the guidance back because they'd rather not like blow through all their big matches. But um they don't have they like unless you unless you're B Priestley and like you're you living in Japan, not really happening right now. Yeah. Um Yeah. So um, I mean, like, so I don't think it's only a discussion worth even having. I don't think it's even a discussion worth either side even having until like the world opens back. Yeah, up. the world opens back <laughs> up, especially in Japan. Yeah, so um, we'll see. I don't think I don't think it's a no forever. I just think it's like ain't no point even having these conversations. What are we gonna talk about? Hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah. hypotheticals, hypotheticals. Um, so yeah, where where were we? Uh, the tag match. Azumi and Momo against. Oh yeah, this uh, is this, this, this one one final ride. Like the next time they rust each other, it might be like one of their retirement matches. Um, yeah, one final ride, and um, you that know, be next year. She's stupid. Don't 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 put that shit into the air. Don't put that shit in the air. Anyway, um, versus, uh, with, with, with the way they doing Momo shit, Momo like she, she life coming at her fast what? right now. <laughs> so so she's gonna retire from wrestling altogether. Huh? Who knows? She might go work in the bodega that that Hazuki was oh, yeah. at. <laughs> they, look, they need people to work. Hey, can't look. I can tell you this right now. You think you tell me after the month that Hazuki's at? Like I put you this right now. I think Hazuki is kicking CM Punk's ass right now and come back of the year if there wasn't such reward as that right now. Match to match, bell to bell. I don't think she's gonna make as much money at the bodega. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey. Um. So. Anyway, uh, next match after that, you end up getting uh, stars uh, Mayu, Hazuki, and Hannon versus uh, Queen. Or sorry, uh, Oedo Tai, and the lineup of Saki, Death, and Rina. They finna beat the brakes off Oedo Tai. Like oh, it's finna yeah. be bad. Like this one of those matches was like we got to get some from for Mayu. What we gonna do? All right, put him at, put her out there with uh, with Hazuki and their and the, you know her teenager versus some geeks, and they finna beat the shit out of them. Um, so, first match of real consequence, um, you have the number one contendership match for uh, the white belt. It's a three-way between Nasapoi, Kamatani, and Hameka. So, um, this should be fun. Yes, it's going to be really fun. So, the real beef between the, between the three uh, is really a beef between... Hameka, not Hameka, but Hameka, uh, I said not Hameka, but Hameka, uh, between Nasipoi and Kamatani, they both lost to Tam earlier in the year, uh, challenge for the white belt, and they both want second shots at it, and uh, they're both arguing about one, one because Kamatani is Tam's young, was her young girl, um, she believes the best in Tam, and she even said, like, the reason why I got in arrest is because of Tam, and on the other end, you have uh, you have Nasapoy who wants to beat her because she hates her fucking guts and think that Tam's a two-faced uh, piece of shit. So, um, they're in, they were in the press conference and they were saying both those points. And then like Nasapoy was like, "You don't know, you don't know Tam. You don't know the real Tam." And and like uh, and Kamatani is like, "I know Tam Nakano. She's the reason why I started wrestling." And then they started, you know, going at it and uh, started hair pulling. Um, and Hameka. She had she um she offered a challenge to um Shuri at the last pay per view because we didn't because she was gonna be the stand in for Konami if Konami wasn't gonna be healthy enough. So 
Um, she basically said that during her during the press conference, said, like, I really have no attention. I really had no. T- I was going for another singles belt. It's been out of years. I had a, a shot at, at a belt. Um, uh, but I was thrown into this, and like, it's cool. That's kind of how it was. And then you know, because of Hameka and Natsuko being, you know, being aces, like she broke up the fight between the hair pulling between Natsupoi and Kamatani. And when she broke it up, like Natsupoi snapped, turned around and snapped her and said, don't get involved in this. You have no emotion for this belt. Like I'm going to beat both of y'all and then walked away. So it's like, um, just melodrama is really fun. But like the whole thing is like, I feel like is, 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 is Saya time. I, you know what? I would say so, but they have beat her like a drum on pay-per-view now lately. Like, she lost. She got pinned. Uh, she had remember all she had to do was win to, to get to the uh, to win the blue block. Uh, and then she lost to uh, she lost to Unagi, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the pay per view after that, she was uh, challenging for the uh, trios titles against um, Micah and Hameka and Naspoi with Momo and Azumi, and she's the one that got pinned. Has she faced Tam yet? What, what what do you mean with with Tam being the champion? She faced remember she faced her and lost to her. Um, she won Cinderella and then lost on um, June. Oh okay, no, not yeah. June. Uh, J- the July fourth pay per view. Gotcha. Yeah, so like I feel like she's still going to win it eventually. She's um, but I I don't think she, I don't know if she wins this one. I think what is up happening is um, just given the lay of the land, like I think Hameka wins this. And then, like, it's just a the stat pad Tam's title run. Um, and then, like, we'll see who she ends up facing on at um at uh, Sumo Hall. Probably be Mayu. So, um, <laughs> JML says, question, do you see Himeka and Micah leaving Donna Domando and forming a faction with Lady C? Ooh, because they all like her. They all like her. Um... What's the name of uh? Zach says never in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how they do it. When they do it, I imagine if they do do it, it will be um some break between Shuri starting up something in her own image. But like, Donna Domano's too OP, uh-huh. right? Like they have five people they want to push. You can't push five people you want to push in a faction all at the same time. Um, so it do, it would do it do would do it would be best for them to break up and them, you know, move up. Cause like having Micah and Nassipoy in the four or five slots is like absurd to me when you have like, uh, Donald, you have uh, not Whoa. Donald, yeah, but, uh, Oedotai. Oedotai looking yeah, like exist. they exist. They, why do you exist? If they're your four, if those two are the four and fives on the faction. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, I think they'll have some split, and I'm sure it'll probably be around like Shuri and Julia, whatever Julia starts having eyes for the red belt, which officially haven't been made yet. But like, that's the reason for that shit to blow up. Um, but yeah, uh, if they want to do it, they can because like they have the talent, and they have enough people to you know make a make a faction like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Canadian Zudamont says Natsupoy leader with Lady C, Hameka, and Micah. So the only two people left would be uh, um, Julia and Shuri together. I guess they had to recruit. 
I mean, okay, so there is there are there are people that are out there, but we don't know if they're going to come in yet. Like, there's somebody that's coming in because of uh, last preview in the pre-show. They had somebody dress up in a mask and beat the shit out of um my and Waka with a uh, with a sledgehammer. So we have we haven't had resolution on that. I'm assuming that'll be happening uh, this pay-per-view. Um, I wonder who it is. We don't know yet, but like someone is coming in. Someone's coming in. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Donald Oman, like they're already, you know, trying to even out like uh, Queen's Quest with getting them over to Oedo tie. Like it's next step after that to kind of get these rosters more even is like kind of gotta bring the draft back. I would love the draft. I would love the draft to come back. I would love it. I would love it. Like shake some of this shit up, get people in some new situations, break the status quo. Like, cause quite honestly, like outside of Hazuki coming back. And in, in, uh, could get or sorry, uh, Koguma coming back. I keep wanting to call Koguma Kagetsu. Um, like the roster's been pretty stable for ever since. Um, this really fucked up to say, but like it's been pretty stable since like for about a year now. I was gonna say something else, but like, nah, I'm mean, gonna do that. But I don't, I don't have to get screwed up on the internet. But like it's for about a year now, the roster's been you know pretty stand, pretty solid the whole thing is like normal like obviously you had like some jumps to from stars to Oedo type but like that's been so low stakes um except for kid obviously but yeah so I think I think shake it up you know get Momo in Oedo Tai get someone to flip out of um Donna Del Mondo maybe the stars or whatever else and we can kind of like get back to like even faction wars so we also got the high speed championship, Starlight Kid versus Koguma. <laughs> yeah, um, this match is based off of uh, the five star Grand Prix. Koguma ended up beating Kid in that, um, and match gonna be very good. Like I saw the press conference, and um, at all these matches, uh, Starlight Kid has a custom mask for her opponent that she plans to beat and pin, and then place the mask on their head and take a picture with it while she's those one of these, right? Like, like big game picture, right? At the press conference, Starlight Kid hands Kaguma the mask. Kaguma looks at it, and then they go sit down. And then when it's time, and by the time Starlight Kid, I don't know how she didn't corpse it this shit. By the time she starts talking, Kaguma has put the fucking mask on. <laughs> I was like, so, um. Like, uh, it, so it's funny, like, but yeah, like, uh, Kid had made some reference to her weight, talking about, you know, a bear, or what kind of bear are you, I thought, uh, and t- made, made a joke about her weight, and then, like, Uma pointed out, like, she's lost, like, 25, 30 pounds since she's, you know, came back to start, I mean, it's noticeable that she's gotten, she's lost weight, but, um, yeah, like, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a great high-speed match between those two, like, the first one they had at Grand Prix was good as hell, and this one would be better, so, yeah, um, but, Sorry, kid. I I pick her to retain this this fucking high speed championship run that she's on has been great. Yep. Like when done, like when you have somebody, like think. Okay, how about this? Right. Like she feels almost like overqualified for it at this point. It's weird. Well, you got also got to think what she had with it. Like she uh she's had the title reign. Um, she got the t- she got the white belt title shot against Tam. Also, um, she's in a she's in a a feud right now that does have anything to do with her belt right now. Like they are, they are really like going for it. Tell y'all. 
Yeah. Uh, like she's got this this lower belt, but this is a and, like and also what also she is is definitely a side. And also was definitely helping her. No Natsuko. So she's the faction leader. Yep. Like she has everything going for her. Like she can fuck around and be in, in place next year in um in Stardom Wrestler of the Year for One Nation Radio in 20, 2022 the way it's going. Like as long as like Natsuko don't rush back too fast. <laughs> take your time. Yeah. To, you know, take all the time you yeah. need. <laughs> so um, she's doing so we great. got the we got the SWA and Shirley Shuri's right to challenge uh championship, Shuri versus Kunami. Is I, I this going to be the, the I just call it the five star briefcase. I ain't going through all that. That's too that's too many fucking words. It's <laughs> too many fucking words. Like bro, look, look, look at this shit. This shit said this shit is oh, I have it in Japanese right now. Hold on, let me translate it over. Uh English this man really Dr. Joshi. Well no man reads no, it Japanese not, no, boys. No, no. I just don't like Google's translation. <laughs> don't start this shit right now. I don't like Google's <laughs> translation. So I end up using uh, DeepL as a translator. So I just copy and paste Japanese into DeepL and it gives me a better a more comprehensive version of a of a translation. That's all it is. I'm not I don't know how to read Japanese. <laughs> if I knew how to read I don't have at least not yet anyway. I've been trying that shit Canadian hard. Zudamon says shit looks like a Zack Sabre Jr. submission name. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Super difficult. So yeah man like let me let me find this shit. Yeah. This shit is called Hold on. Yeah. Sure he's right yeah, to yes. challenge Roll Sorry, uh, World of Stardom Championship Challenge Certificate Match. What? They just call that shit a briefcase match. It's in a briefcase. Um. Oh, so man. anyway, it's is it, is this the UWFI rules? See, now it was originally supposed to be a UWF rules match, but I have now that uh, this match has been um, announced, I have yet to see um anywhere that is that is a UWF match still. So I think I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna do a regular match again. And that might be for the best, given um, concerns on like stamina with with Konami, given that she's been out for like a month. Like I think she returned to the tour this past weekend, but she had been gone since like the beginning of October. So she's been out for a month. Like you want her to go twenty minutes at, at uh, a high level match, like would have would have fucked up. Just stomach. Come out here and get whooped. Yeah, just, just come out here and get whooped. So. Go out there, fifteen minutes. Go out there, be super violent, Konami with 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 uh Shuri and have a great ass match. Um, and then uh the white belt match. Oh, so at this press at the press conference, um, Konami or sorry, uh, Shuri was talking about Konami and said she concerned for her and worried for her. And um, yeah, like you so concerned and so worried. You asked her to get her a match when she's coming back weekend, and you and, you know you say. I, I don't know how concerned you are for her. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, uh, still set, expect a great match. Um, white belt match, uh, Tam versus Mina. Um, Mina at the press conference um, basically said to Tam, I want to take the belt off of you because I don't think the, the way that this belt has driven you and the way that I've seen you in these matches uh, when I second you at ringside and I see how beat up and hurt and miserable and, and how much pain you are in physically and emotionally. I don't think you're happy, and I need to take this butt off of you just for your fucking sanity. Because you, this is this butt, you protecting this butt is driven you nuts. Because you've been chasing it for so long, and now you, now you're so protecting she, it like you're like a mad person. I need to take this butt off of you. So this is like she concerns trolling her. I, I think it's both. I think it's both. 
I'm concerned. I'm worried about you. I'm worried about your well being for having this belt. I believe this, it this is, is something Kevin Owens would say. Uh, yeah, it, that's funny. Like I'll, I'll read it out to you, right? Um, I'm Mina Shirakawa. The I'm Mina Shirakawa, the Powerbomb to your heart. Thank you, Tam, for setting my challenge for the belt. I'm always watching your fights from second row, close to you, and I, I'm really crying. I'm always worried that you're going to die and that you're not going to wake up even after you win and get out the ring. You've worked so hard. You've worked hard enough, haven't you? I'm going to take that belt off of you to make you feel fit, uh, feel better both physically and mentally. She's going to heal her, huh? Okay. I don't know about heal or any of that or, or whatever else, but like she is, she wants the belt and she also, and also another part about it is um, Tam lately has been talking about the, the belt is cursed. I'm um, talking about like the the the, per- the weight. It's one of those like you know the champion like uh, where's the where's the weight of the belt in? Yeah. It is you know different kind of curse being, from the North American a, belt. Yes, yes. Like it's basically saying like the 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 price the sacrifice of being a champion with what she's been in these slugfests of late have have you know have worn on her and like it only makes her want to protect it even more. Like she's kind of going schizo by being this champion it, at this point. It, is there any voodoo in the belt by chance? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But the way she describes this curse, I don't know if there's a better translation for for the word curse. But that's the way it's been it's been said. And um, basically, Tim is like, I appreciate it, but like, I got I got to protect this belt because I still got because I'm still. She basically is like, I'm super. I'm still holding on and defending this belt because of like the promises I've made to Arissa. That's basically what she said. Um, and then. Mina was like, here you go saying Arissa's name anymore or more again. Like, what are you going to like stop talking about your old friends or talking about us? Talking about the comms angels. So, yeah, like, that's 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 the, that's the point of it is like all of this The UWF this rules are back, stuff. according to the JML. Say again? Um, the UWF rules are back. Okay, so great. Um, I wouldn't have done that because that's a real tough ass for Konami after being gone for a month. But I guess two matches are good enough to go out there and try to have you know a four hamster match after being gone for a month. But okay, um, two matches, you're good. You can go out here and go. Tw- I think they're probably going twenty. I think I think they're probably going twenty in the UWF match. Um, or is it fifteen? I can't remember. I have to, I have to look it up. Are there rounds in this shit? Um, there aren't rounds, but there's a time limit. Okay. Yeah, it's either uh, like does, fifteen. Does it look or anything minutes. like 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 that that Medusa versus Aja Kong match? Uh, I don't I want to see so. one of those. Okay, so I saw Shuri in one in Gleet last year against you. I watched it mm. like a couple months ago, and basically it's like you get po- you have a certain amount of points, and then you lose points for getting um, kind of submission and then making a rope. And then you get certain you lose certain amount of points for getting knocked down um, by a strike. So like you can also do a knockout, you know, earlier if you want to. But basically, like most, it runs down. You know, it's almost like a it just runs down. It's a game of attrition or whatever else in a certain amount of time. So like pretty much people gonna you know do knockdowns with head kicks and all that kind of stuff between those two and then how they always fighting for arm bars against each other. Like it's gonna be basically one of their matches with you know another another way of telling it. Um, so, um, no rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the main event, um, Utami versus Micah. Micah has beaten Utami in the last two Grand Prix back to back years. 
Um, they had a match for the red belt at the um, at the January Corrigan Hall show this year, where Utami won. Um, that match was good, but I didn't love it. Um, I thought their Grand Prix match this year kicked that one's ass. Um, and I expect them to go out there and have another good-ass match. Another match they could challenge for four and a quarter. Yeah. Um, Utami's like the uh, just queen of consistency. Like, There's always going to be a dope title match uh, for the red belt. Um I I've seen her latest gear that silver one. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's her basically gear's yeah, it's silver. Like, it's a silver version of the her, of the red before. joint. Yeah, the one she had before that was gold. Yeah, amazing. Like just like looks expensive. Like <laughs> I, like like her and Kaguma wish- were in the ring at the same time, and I was like Kaguma. Somebody start. Somebody come on, Rossi. Like break bread. Like we got to step she Kaguma just came up. Back. She just came. You know back. we got to we got to we got to get her to hey, the man, level. It ta- you, it know? Takes, you know it takes some. You know. Tommy's been on top for like the last year now. Like making you know, that yen. Yeah, she makes she makes some pretty good money right now. Like give Kaguma some time. Give, you know. give him some time. Um, but yeah, like uh I I don't know ever since she got the gold gear, um, she comes out uh in like her gear from last year that's an all red joint. And I kinda, you know, she still has like the um warrior princess skirt thing on battle skirt on i'm just like hey man the shit you're wearing at these house shows is fucking destroying what you're wearing on these pay-per-views get rid of it so now that she has a silver one i hope that she starts wearing uh her gold joint or or maybe or whatever like she's the new gear that she's had ever since like um june she needs to be wearing that or this brand new silver version non-stop get rid of that old shit trash it Tra- it, it was it, it was good it was good for what it was but <laughs> trash give it to Kaguma give it to Kaguma Kaguma <laughs> wow <laughs> oh man you know donations you know <laughs> stupid donations but yeah um, that's that's pretty much it for uh, for um, starting this week like should, like this paper you should be better than the last paper you and I thought that Matt, the paper was still very good not great but very good so um I think I think the top five is very solid. Yeah, um, I'm playing on the stream. The uh, the donations from <laughs> Umar Johnson. <laughs> we need those donations. All right, so I think there's one last piece of business, right? Yes. Yeah. One one last. Piece. So, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, earlier in the year announced that they were doing three shows in the first week of January. They were doing um, a January 4th and January 5th like they've done the last uh, couple years for uh, Russell Kingdom. And then we heard about this January 8th date and we were kind of like yo, they're doing a third Russell Kingdom. They're doing basically like New Year's Dash in Yokohama Arena. What the fuck are they doing? Why are they, what are they doing? Well, we found out that what they're doing on the January 8th show is they're doing a uh, a co-show with Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, and we don't know the logistics and the matchups yet, but the you hear that and you start thinking in your mind and fantasizing about like what could possibly be. Um, like So Rich, 
Um, oh, the match, the show will be on pay-per-view, will not be on New Japan World. It will be on pay-per-view. I think it comes out to like 30-something bucks. So by the time uh, it happens, I'm sure that I will get my ass up and I will watch it. I spend 50 bucks every month for a star pay-per-view. I think I drop 36 to go watch, uh, you know, um, Katsuhiko Nakajima go out there with Shingo. I will find Shingo. a way. Yeah. It's like, I will yeah. find a way. To, it, will to, be, it will be watched. It will be watched. It will be watched before it goes to New Japan World. I, don't, yeah. I will not, you know. Yeah reveal how it will yeah. be watched yeah. if you know you get any, by any means necessary if you will Correct. um yeah so canadian zudamon says y'all owe new japan an apology for a slander no we don't they owe us an apology for the last year and a half <laughs> can, can you be more specific about the slander that we uh we gave them <laughs> yeah um but yeah they um uh zach says it will be watched in all caps um <laughs> but um yeah, man, uh, this should be pretty cool. Um, if they if they give me like two or three matches that I would like to see, I think yeah. so. Like, um, uh, I will die laughing if Keiji Muto was in a top two match. Man, I, I will tell you I'll right now. Shit, look, I. Uh, Zach says Noah is going to whoop their asses. Um, Do you really believe that? <laughs> look, I, look, I know the Rainmaker ain't laying down for nobody. Exactly. Um, uh, so Zach says yes I do all caps alright Muto you know, versus you know, you know, you know what? Yeah, you, you know what you're right you're right let's have Kino drop Naito around his fucking head and pin him how about that look uh, I think I saw that Jam Mel on Twitter was talking about um, he wants uh, Naito to just cut a promo on, on Kino and ask him like why are you so angry at everything and then I want Kino to respond life ain't funny <laughs> Yeah, Kino Kino did not put up with the bullshit. Um, like he might like you know every year you, you find new wrestlers that you had never seen before, and like watching that um, that cyber fight thing when he's in there with against the DDT guys, and watching how fucking furious he is against like the DDT Booker, how he beats shit of that dude, and how much like I have historically like not gotten down with DDTs, get down with some of the nonsense and bullshit they do, and fighting and fucking. Uh, department stores and and you know doing ass to mouth wrestling I, I can re- i can clearly relate to kino he ain't, he ain't here for the bullshit he does not suffer fools neither do i so i appreciate a man that that, that, that kind of gets down how i get down so um he comes so, out to a night with that tranquil shit and that's only gonna make him matter and matter and matter <laughs> and because you know that tra- tra- tranquil shit is or tranquil shit is not real anyway. That man really cares. He's trying to tell you he doesn't because that man got his feelings hurt that one time. <laughs> so um, there there might be some like New Japan and Noah teams actually combining like to take on each mm. other because there's a lot of shared history with yeah, guys like Kenta is a GHC champion. Yuji Nagata is a former GHC champion. You Muto know, obviously. Where, the, where do you has think Kenta was when he got his news? Kenta? Yes. Pro- probably on the beach yeah, in Florida. <laughs> is he in the tag league? I, I don't know. I don't if he think is or so. not. But I guarantee, uh, do you think he was happy when he heard the news? Uh, sure. Why not? You know, people, you know, people still get like super you upset know, about trash. Leaving. You know, people still get upset about uh, people leaving. Um, uh, yeah, Kenta's in the U.S. Yeah, that's, that's okay. what I figured. But you know, yeah. people still, you know, hold grudges and shit about like you know wrestlers going from uh, from promotion to promotion in Japan still. So, or they still, yeah. it's not necessarily like as bad as it was in the nineties, but like they still still kind of frowned upon. So, like, 
He probably just, be like, I man, I, you know, it's like, fuck. You ain't walk to the back on uh, Jan 8 and probably like. I've, I've been checking out Noah peripherally like this mm-hmm. last year. Um, so I just want the, the toxicity in the fans. Like, I just want I want to hear people talking about Noah trash and all that shit and calling everybody from Noah trash. Like, uh, Okada's got some great energy right now. He was talking about um, these boys high school athletes Dude, compared to Olympians. Why? Like, he's hilarious. Rich. Yes, Ishimori wasn't Noah. Yeah, Rich. Why do people act like Japanese wrestlers don't work as well? As, like, he, he's not... You think he really feels that way about Noah? You really think he doesn't know any of these people? Do you, like... He's shooting. I'm sorry. He's working. Why are you getting yes, worked by this man? Because he's Japanese and you don't think they'll lie to you? Yes, they will lie to you to sell a, a ticket. Stop. Bro, They're like, just like us. We will lie, lie to you to sell a ticket like, too. That man said he didn't even watch Shingo. You know? Right. So, um, like, okay, so for me, what matches would you most like to see out of a potential out of uh, on the January 8th show? Like, what matches come I, to I mind wish, I wish Goshi Izaki was healthy. Personally, um, how long is he out for? I don't know. Okay, but um, I, I want to see Kaizo Kiyomiya because he's like one of my favorites. Uh, in Noah, almost against anybody, he wants to wrestle Okada, so why not? Um, they had Kiyomiya, I believe, standing next to Tanahashi at a press conference, and it just like looked hilarious. <laughs> um, he looks so small and that yeah. green, too. Um, Katsu, I believe it's Katsuhiko Nakajima. He yep. was in the G1 a couple years ago, and I say, I mean, like 2016. I remember him being in the G1. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a pretty good wrestler. Uh, he's a great wrestler. Yeah, like I, I don't know if you'll put him against Shingo. I think a lot of people want to see that, but that's um, what I want to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to see. Like I I'm trying to factor in Naito and Ibushi and. Um, I I think Naito and Kino is a is actually a pretty funny match. I, but um, I wonder how like the Jay White's and Will Ospreys factor into this because I'd like to see. Uh, I I want to see who Osprey beats to get Zach Furious. Hidden blade. <laughs> Like oh, repeated hidden man. blades. This man really dove deep. Actually considered all this stuff. Ultimately came up with a giant fuck you to Zach. Okay, so for <laughs> me, um, I want Kiyomiya versus Okada. I want um, Nakajima versus Shingo. Um, I want Marufuji versus Tanahashi. Um, and those are the three that immediately come to mind. Um, out of, out not, of not Muto. No, come on now. Um, like if you want to, if you want to have him out there versus uh, one of the New Japan dads, like Yuji Nagata, fine. Because Yuji Nagata was talking that shit about that man. Like, oh, I didn't know he, if he wants to still come out here and wrestle for a living. Good for him. But you know, so yeah, I um, that's kind of where I'm at on it. They relying on you. They don't rely on me in New Japan. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't. I don't know, like, Mudo versus, I don't know, uh, Suzuki, maybe? Keiji oh. Muto. I don't want to see him in Tanahashi. Excuse me, him in Tanahashi. Didn't they do that shit? What, you, what year did they do that shit? Nah, Muto and Will Ospreay, so he can wrestle a 50-year-old, or excuse me, damn near a 60-year-old oh, man. God. 
I did get a lot. I did get a big laugh out of somebody um, saying that like they want to see Muto versus Naito or the that's better knees match. Oh my god! <laughs> it is like I was like, damn, bro. Like I thought Muto had bad hips. I didn't know he had bad knees too. Oh yeah, yeah. From the moonsaults, like damn. Every time you land on them, flat ass moonsaults. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, I yeah, Keiji Muto. I'm trying to think. I, I I don't I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't really uh, put him in the fact. I don't know if, what fact he's in because I don't watch much. I watch very little Noah. I've just no. I've just watched enough to see the ones that stick out. The, like cup that pop off the page. Me were like, oh, uh, Muto and Sonata, run that. Oh my god, you're putting you're putting Sonatas in a single situation Sonata. again on a big show. Teacher like versus this. teacher versus student. <sighs> Fine. Can it, can it, can I go second? Um, maybe. All right, and then or, I guess like under, undercard multi man tag. Now how about this? I, I got another match for you, right? The rest of uh, that's your match, but like re- the rest of Lij outside of Shingo versus like whatever faction Kino has, and he, he's like you just you you, you rob Zach of Naito in a singles match on this situation. You just you put him in a faction. Right over there, you know you can't. You know we can't afford to put him in a singles match. He'll fuck around and get hurt again. So put his brittle ass over there. Oh man, um, yeah. I think that, I think that's good. I think we can with some good cards, some good matches. At least maybe, it, maybe Hiromu Takahashi can, can wrestle somebody. Hiromu Takahashi can fight one of the the random juniors and yeah. Noah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I think we came with some good matches, and wor- you know, at worst case scenario, we got some shots off at Zach. <laughs> I don't know why he stayed up. I don't know why he stayed up to watch this shit. He thought this shit could go well for him. He was wrong. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, anything man. else? No, that's it, man. I, right. I think that's it. All right, that's in the show. Make sure y'all stick around for the post show. Yeah, uh, that's in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, Oh, hold on before you do that. Oh Lord! Donations, 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 gifts, gifts, gifts. Shout out to the JML forever for that. So, <laughs> so you. you you heard, you heard Dr. Juan Johnson. <laughs> Take your ass to Red Circle and drop us up with some gifts and donations. Um, be sure to rate us on our app you're using to listen uh, to this with. Um, also, uh, twitch.tv slash Rich Lotta to watch our live streams of this show every Monday when I'm not like hitting Rich up an hour before the show and say, hey, let's do it tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, and um dot com slash L Suplex uh pick it's up some holiday some season. Holiday season. Don't you know, another form of donations, gifts. Actually gifts. Um Sellsuplex.com I'm sorry. com slash Soul Suplex pick up some official Soul Suplex merchandise and let's say other shows on the network. Um One Nation Radio, Keeping a Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Men Washes Shit. Uh, the the um, Great Consequences Podcast, um, 8-Bit Suplex, 
all things elite rent match generator and AEW match guide thanks for listening y'all later peace